Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Fins on the fan, Ohio's sports destination. Hello, friends. You're now listening to the Lifestyle, Leisure, and Sports Show. You never knew was two of those things. I think we can all acknowledge that if this fails, you two will be fired and I will remain. <laughs> so, no pressure. Bo Bishop, a regional media icon. Winner of Emmys. Purveyor of the good life. Sir, you don't know that for a fact. I and just I'm said it on the radio. Also, two guys this company named Employee of the Month. What are you talking about? Paul Hogan is Hulk Hogan's brother. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look sure. it up. Because it's Hulk sure. Hogan. That's his real name. One guy is from Australia. The other one is from Tampa. Maybe he's from Hollywood, brother. <laughs> Not brothers. Chops. Yes, they are. This is Bishop and Friends. Oh, baby, let's do it live on a First Friday Miracle Edition of the program. Both the boys with you for the next three. A little bit of Shelly time coming up at 1133 as we're broadcasting live from the NFL Scouting Combine over in Indianapolis. I should say I am. Um, and I so I was awakened this morning very early with some extreme rain sounding on my windows and it was in the in the four o'clock hour as it turns out that was baby stuff alongside of how you boys were uh were woken up uh back in the in the motherland yeah so i guess around like 5 a.m i kind of forgot the time because i went back to sleep but my phone started to go off and i thought it was my normal alarm and i look at it and you know because it's, it's being really loud and oh it's a tornado warning so i click it and i look at the time and i'm like oh i can go back to sleep so i kind of lay back down but at that point you can hear all the rain i can hear the Hold tornado siren second. You get an alert, and you're everyone. We everybody's mostly good, right? I mean, I know there's a lot going on, uh-huh. but your reaction in your head to tornado siren is, "I can go back to sleep." <laughs> yeah, I got a few extra. I got thirty more got minutes time. before the alarm's going to go off. That was my reaction. We don't have a base now. What am I going to do? Go. Down. I guess that's true. Where we are you going to no, go? I don't think Just we roll have a, the dice. Do we have any even windowless rooms? Nah, I don't think so. So yeah, I, whatever. If it happens, it happens. That's kind of my that's idea where you're of at. Weather and because of the weather and like we've been dealing with it. We've been talking about over the last few weeks of like what to trust, what not to, because we didn't get the hail and the rain between 1 and 5 p.m. yesterday. So I don't know what to trust anymore. I would suppose if the actual tornado siren is going off, I should probably be a little more cognizant. A little more, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I'm thinking about other things right now. I'm getting ready for our vacation. <laughs> yeah, you got a big so. trip. You got to. You want to get that Dune Two review in at some point today? Like, <laughs> exactly. we got a lot going. There's a lot going on. Reese, how about you? When did when did same five a.m. ish? That was that's normally my wake up. So, you're so anyway. yeah. I'm already up with this, but the the tornado siren that early was a little jarring. Odie wasn't yeah. thrilled with it. I this isn't. I'm not going to say it's something that you. Sh- it's do as I say, not as I do. Don't do yeah. as I say. As a UA native, as someone who's lived yeah. in the area forever, when I hear a tornado siren, I don't think anything of it. It bothers yeah. me, at, <laughs> not at all. Because so that- there hasn't been one that touched down in at least longer than my lifetime. Yeah, that's the. It's when I'll never forget when we first moved here. We had a condo in Marble Cliff, and um, I was unaware that UA did that. That that was like a a test. What is it? It's like was it like Wednesday Wednesdays at noon? At noon. Yeah. Wednesdays so at if noon. you didn't get your fill this morning, yeah. wait, they do it <laughs> every Wednesday. So every Wednesday at noon, they do it every Wednesday. So Wednesday at noon. So I had we had no idea. 
um, and you, you you move in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, what do, what is going on? Is this is this do, is it DefCon One? I, I had no idea. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, sunny. I come from Florida, <laughs> right? It's like sunny and blue sky, bluebird. I moved here in May of '07. And um and so like the first time I heard that siren I went my God do we got to where are we going what's going on, um but yeah I remember that vividly and I'd come from Florida so any time that there was a warning I mean it was hurricane and those are those don't pop up like tornadoes do right like you can a hurricane you 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 get they give you plenty of advance notice mm-hmm. you're gonna know um you know anytime Jim Cantori shows up you're like okay it, it's probably best if I leave now. That's kind of the end of it, um, where tornadoes can kind of come out of nowhere. But it seems I, I was paying attention this morning, um, even from over here, and it seems like by and large most things are okay. I mean, there's debris and those type of things. But did one did touch down south of us? Right? Did I see that right this morning? T Bone was telling me about some sort of debris cloud as well that was sort of on like the west, like the southwest side, okay, um, which is kind of near where I live. And he's like, "Did you experience anything?" And I was like. Not that I, I mean, it was dark when I left, so I didn't notice any damage, but we didn't like have any, you know, it's not like a tree fell that I saw in my neighborhood or anything. The tornado siren thing though reminded me when I was in middle school, there was an elementary school and a middle school on like the same big plot of land. So that's public land. So that's where the tornado siren was. It was kind of in the center of town. We also had the old football stadium. So we had a track the day we went to run the mile. Which is crazy because, like, they plan this out. You know when the tornado siren is being tested. That's the day we go and run the mile. And so it starts about in the middle of the first lap. And then we have to run the rest of the mile with the tornado siren, like, 100 feet away. And it's just so loud and circling back each yeah. time. And it's just like, if they're planning on this test, can't, you, can't we just, like, play dodgeball today? Yeah. Stay inside? That, <laughs> that, that might be a win on those type of things. Uh, so... Scary morning, certainly, although not for chops for for many of you out there, and and it appears that that everybody everything for the most part things are okay. I haven't seen anything uh, from the from the reporting back back there that that there's anything anything too serious in terms of. But those are always scary moments, especially when you can kind of see it coming the way you could with that one. Um, day two at the NFL Scouting Combine. You're going to start to see some players at the podium. Um, got Tommy Eichenberg, I know, is the linebackers are talking. I know Tommy's talking uh, this morning. He's one of those guys that's going to try to improve their stock. I think the Combine's kind of become uh, – it's really where they benefit most. Um, all of those, whether it's the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine, those type of things, all of those are kind of falling off a little bit, um, even for the for the marginal prospects. And so there's a chance to come over here and, and impress and, and try to improve some stock. We, we still – the news of the combine will be this quarterback shuffle, and we'll get to what happened yesterday and what happened overnight with Justin Fields on social as well. Uh, that leads you to believe that perhaps that could come very, very quickly. Um, the news out of Denver too that there could be a move on on Russell Wilson as soon as the end of this week, um, and and then we'll kind of wait on the on on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Although it did feel like yesterday, some of the commenting um, from the Vikings brass was that. That cousins would be back, um, so that's part of it. Um, I want you're going on you you're on vacation. You fly f- uh, Thursday mm-hmm. across the pond. I'll be very curious to know if the uh, the temperature gauge in the hotels in Europe even attempt to be accurate, <laughs> because in the United States they don't care, they yeah. do not care. Um, so I I get in I I checked in on. Sunday night or whenever I did Monday, I can't even remember. And I checked in and I, I walk in the room and the room's fine. It's fine, but I I like a cold room, and so I set it to sixty five, knowing full well that it is not going to get to sixty five. There's just no chance. This thing ran nonstop for two days. 
Um, and at home, my the the like house temp, uh, my wife likes it a little warmer, so it's usually like sixty eight and a half is usually where we are this time of year. You can go halves. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. So, Look at so, that. The yeah, so go halves. State. I like a little sixty eight point five is where I like to be. So, but that's where I sleep, and then I sleep. So then I sleep with like a down comforter on it, and then that's how we go. The one that breathes, it, it breathes. I like the weight of it. So, I I have this hotel room set at sixty five, and I am sweating, and it's running nonstop. It doesn't stop running. It runs all the time, forever, and I know that it's not even in the vicinity of 65 degrees because otherwise I'd be sleeping fine. I wouldn't be sweating, Um, and so it's got me thinking, like, I don't know the last time I was in a hotel room that had the accurate temperature. It feels like the air just runs perpetually, and it can never get cold enough. So it's February. Was it... Was it running like heat to like as it got colder? It would and then like try to pick back up to sixty five, or did you try the AC to see if that would work? Would it let you turn on the AC? It no no the AC ran nonstop and the air so felt the, cold coming out of the vents. Sorta, <laughs> sorta. <laughs> I mean, it was moving. So then this morning, because I, I I checked out because I'm I'm coming back home tonight after I'm done and. I, I go, I'm like, all right, I don't need it run anymore. So I, I pop it back up to where it was. I'm responsible. I pop it back up to where I was when I, when I checked in, which was 70 or 69, something like that. So I pop it back up to there and all of a sudden warm air starts coming out and I'm going, well, what do we do? Just stop. Let's just shut it down. So I, fi- I did find an off button on the damn thing and we did get, get it off, but I don't know the last time I've been in a, in a hotel room. So I'm curious in Europe when you go, if, if you've got accurate or do you just open the windows because you're Ireland? Celsius. Yeah, that's the other that's thing. As you say that, I was like, oh, I have to like look into that. Like, what temperature do I would I actually want to set a thermostat to? Because it's not like I know off the top of my head the Celsius conversion for that. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. And the other thing, this time of year, especially with the weather we've been having, you get that hot cold thing where the air doesn't circulate as much. So even though it's warmer outside because your heat doesn't click on, it actually yeah. feels warmer in your house, but also colder. At the same time, I hate it. It's the, my least favorite thing about like the air conditioning world. I also love the idea that Chops is going to be setting any temperature at all in his room or having well, any say in valid. what's going to be going on yeah, this vacation. It's it's, that's absolutely true. There's no chance. JLo has planned pretty much all of it. And yesterday we were packing. And I was like, man, this packing. Like I just like trying to get everything to fit and figuring out what works best. And because we're going to Dublin and London, so what to put on top that we might want in a certain place. I'm like, man, this is really stressing me out. And I was like, you know, the planning of the trip and like even going on the trip that doesn't really stress me out that much and she's like yeah i bet because <laughs> you don't do anything and i was like well that's true i just kind of go with the flow and she's like yeah because right. i plan everything because i did all of it i literally did all of it boy this is interesting uh this was shared to us from uh Troy's shared this with us it's a pretty solid little looking tornado out in west jeff uh, mm-hmm. this morning uh, that he shared with us from a from this is from uh from west jeff so that's that's not far from your neck of the woods no. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should have heeded the warning of it, but I, I saw 30 extra minutes of sleep. So yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, there you go. I'll leave you with this. So uh, we'll, we'll close the first segment with this. I um, So last night after dinner at the Combine, it, you, I, I put the picture on Twitter. of it, You see, like, the, the Cowboys bus, and nothing nothing to me, there's no image that exemplifies and, and, and makes you go, oh, that's what the comment's all about, more than Jerry Jones's bus dragging him around from establishment to establishment in downtown Indy, going from uh, pre-dinner cocktails to dinner to post-cocktails to whatever happens late in the night 
on the bus um, as it just matriculates its way ar- around Indy. And and so I, I did that, and we, we were clear on. If you're familiar with downtown Indy, we were we ate clear on the other side of uh, where the Pacers play, uh, which they did a nice job, by the way, for the All Star game. It looked really cool. So we all the way down there, and our hotel is clear at the other end, down by the JW Marriott, down by Lucas Oil, so way at the other side of the convention center. So it's a bird ride, right? And so I get on this thing, and it says very plainly on it, like no riding on sidewalks. It's like, all right, well, you got to. I feel like I have to adhere to the laws of the land. So now, though, you are putting yourself in the most absurd amount of harm's way ever. So it's like nine o'clock. There's a decent amount of downtown traffic in Indy on the night. I'm in a lane now, going 20 miles an hour on an electric scooter without a helmet. That I don't know if it has any elect, any sort of uh, any anything that lets anyone know that I'm there. There seems to be a headlight on it, but I can't confirm it. I know there's nothing on the back end of it to let me know. There's nothing that like illuminates when lights hit it. And I'm thinking, this is how have, how how in downtown India in the week of the combine have there not been like seven fatalities with 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 idiots like me riding birds going from establishments on one end of downtown to the JW Marriott on the other. And and the cars that are mixed in, it, it defies logic that there has not been a casualty. Bo, you got to get some combine pants. Maybe we'll set that up for you. The friends will get you some combine. That's pants. what I'm talking about. We're just going to put some reflectors on the seat. That's of it. what I need. And reflectors, there, therefore everybody can see you, and then you'll have a conversation yeah. piece throughout the day. Yeah, isn't it like yeah. Tom Brady's company? Aren't they the apparel guys for the scouting? Con- it's like Noble. Are they? Yeah. There we go. Get those. Are they really? Slap some reflectors on it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I need some reflectors, though, man. I mean, it's and it's it's not like I'm the only one. Like everyone's on birds, and there's cars everywhere. I, I don't know. How. I don't, it feels like there should be six casualties at this point. Um, it was a pretty cool night in sports last night uh, as well. A genuinely awesome NBA experience. Uh, we will get into that fun night on the college basketball. You can feel it. You mentioned the the tickets for the Ohio State Iowa game, the women's game on Sunday. You can feel kind of the momentum as we have our let you know as we. As as we head into uh, into March. Uh, beyond that, uh, it is a Shelly time. It is a Hey Guys. It is a first Friday. Have a little fun for you. We're off and running. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Keep your friends close and your producers closer. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Yeah, and there's no better time to sign up for the Typico Sportsbook and get in on the betting action. you got the hoops, the hockey, biggest college hoops tournament in the world coming in March. Plenty of games to bet on. Win big. Take advantage of those massive odds boosts for the biggest payouts. Try the new parlays where you can pick how many legs you need to hit and then cash in on your bets even if you miss a leg or two. Claim the new sign-up bonus now and get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Sign up now and enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get your bonus. Download the Typico Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions to apply gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER for more on that so i was at uh, having a having a meal last night in the in the we were able to get um and then after that meal we were able to get um the kentucky mississippi state game on and then we had the Cavs game on so these things ended uh and i understand the great many of you don't give 
two tenths about Kentucky, but my oldest loves them, and we're going to the game in Lexington on Saturday, so I wanted to get a little prep, and I knew he was watching, so it was kind of texting back and forth with him. So I'm watching both of them. Um, they both end within a second of each, within a couple of minutes of each other, and the Cavs deliver like the Cavs and the Mavericks, and and remember we were we. This was, I think, last year when I told the story of that buddy of mine who went up there because his kids were the giant Luca fans, and Luca bailed. Like the, they play on a Saturday night, and then Luca didn't play. Well, he played last night. He had what forty five. He had forty five, nine, and fourteen. So you get him putting on a show, and then you get a three quarter court buzzer beater in the same game. Like it's it is a crazy thing that happened. It's it is for for all of the talk of the NBA not delivering. On this given night up in Cleveland, it delivered about as big as it possibly could. And when we we do we do have a couple of these calls, right? Because these yes. calls are pretty great. All right, let's uh, w- let's go with uh, John Mike. He used to be with the the Jackets, and now he's on uh, on Valley Sports Great Lakes. Let's uh, let's have a listen. Dodgers dumps inside Washington, puts it in. Two seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeouts. They have to go ninety four feet. Struess from midcourt. Oh, do you believe this? They actually only had to go 35 feet because he hit it from 59 feet out. He hit it from 60. Oh, Rafa, he's great. Uh, Rafa was on the uh, on the Cavs radio network. Let's have a listen to this. La tiene Struz, va a lanzar de tres cuartos de cancha. Sí! Sí! My name is Maximus! <laughs> my, name is Maximus? my name is Maximus? That's unbelievable what a call that is. That's fantastic. Uh, Reese, were you watching live? Yeah, you got the perfect NBA game last night. I mean, that, was, had, right? that had everything. You had both teams at full strength. You had Kyrie in yeah. making his third return trip to Cleveland with the new team. So he had to return to, from with the Celtics. He had to return with the Nets, and now he's got to return with the Mavericks. So you had all the, the Mavericks play. Yeah. You had Luka, who is incredibly fun to watch, incredibly frustrating. If you're like, guys, just you got to stop him for like five seconds. Like that, that was the ask. And then of yeah. course, when, you know, he makes it again, 45 points from Doncic. It's like, all right, that's fine. It's a fine loss to take, you know, but Struess had been catching a little bit of heat late in that game. And I think he was, he was the missing piece. I think for this team to be serious in the Eastern conference, but he got hot late, you know, going seven to 10 from the three and then that heave. And then the entire, the, the entire arena, if you're even a Mavs fan, you were up on your feet being like, how did that just happen? Including the yeah, game winner, that, he made five threes in the last four minutes of the I, game. Yeah. Yeah, he was he, – he, and you're right. They, you have to have those guys, right? you got to have guys who can knock down shots. you got to knock down threes because it's the, the game is – it's a one-on-one. It's a pick-and-roll game, and then when the double comes, you got to be able to knock them down, and Struis did. Um, it, it's tremendous theater. So the irony of this is that that buddy of mine who took his kid last year and was – Screwed by Did the fact last that night? didn't play. He went last night. He went last night. That'll make up. And for so it. it was the same thing as it was. I don't, must have been similar time in the calendar, but he did it as a reward to his kids for travel basketball, whatever. So he went. He, he missed it a year ago. Missed Doncic, and then last night he got. He gets the Doncic gets gives as big as you can get forty five nine and fourteen, and then you get a true legitimate NBA three quarter court game winner. I mean that that does not happen. And it was an actual happen. It was an actual buzzer beater. They didn't go to the video yes. monitor and be like, "Actually, no. there's point one seconds left." Have when, either of you guys the last time you see the ball going through the air and the light going red as the ball is in flight? 
It doesn't happen very often. It has to be a very long shot, obviously, for it to really happen. Have you guys ever been to a game-winning shot? I don't think I have. I've been to. I don't. I I got the last second field goal, but I've last play a game at Notre Dame, and I've done the last second touchdown. I've seen field goals, but I don't think I've seen the shot. There was Evan Turner in the Big Ten Championship tournament. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. This was Ohio State. I think beat LSU. At the Schottenstein Center. Gosh, I mean, this might have been 05 with a buzzer. Well, the Matt, Matt Sylvester shot is one of the all-timers yeah. when he beats Illinois. That's that's an all-time yeah. buzzer beater. Um, LeBron, I was at the LeBron one in um, when they beat Orlando um, up in Cleveland. In the That would have been his first time through with the Cavs um, when he, he, he shot it and put his first his finger up. I was at that one, uh, covering that one. So there's a there's been a couple of them, but in terms of true like no time on the clock, though, yeah. The one I'm thinking about Sorry. wasn't a buzzer beater, but I, it was Glenn Davis and LSU. They were in town playing Ohio State, and Matt Sylvester made a three with ten seconds left to go. Okay, what's the what's Matt Sylvester ex- just knocking down shots at the as buzzers in man? What a dude. What's the most exciting one? Uh, a, a grand slam for the win, a buzzer beater, a last-second touchdown, overtime, sudden-death hockey, just you, you hit it and the game's just over, or even like an extra-time soccer goal? I think the um, obviously the, the correct answer with all of that it depends on the stakes, mm-hmm. right? So it depends on how important it is. But I think the, I think the one that is... To me, that the, as you're going through that, it could just be prisoner of the moment because March is coming. Right? Is is the the March Madness buzzer beater? If it's a true buzzer beater, because it, it, you either get to play another week and you get the hope of of further things, or your season's over. So in in the uh, many of the other instances, whether in when you think of it professionally, whether it's the NHL or uh, Major League Baseball, that it, it's rare. I mean, there's a couple where the World Series ends on a hit. I mean, it doesn't happen too often where it's like this hit drives in the winning run, a true mm-hmm. walk-off baseball style. Um, usually that you have another chance to play again. It's a series. Like the March Madness buzzer beater, like the stakes to me seem so high. I think it's because also we wa- you know, we were talking about being there in person, but when you watch it on TV, the framing of it for basketball works so well for a buzzer beater because you can see the crowd so easily and everybody's hands go up and you can hear yeah. the roar of it. Whereas uh, football, baseball, all that stuff, you know, you're much more just in on the action and then they might show some crowd shots, but it's not like in the frame while it's happening. Yeah, and I think with the acoustics for basketball, and everybody just being, uh, except for the shop, except for, you know, well, the fans are just so much closer to the play-by-play yeah. guys. Uh, I think that does add to it's a better overall, it's 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 more entertaining to watch. This yeah. is the buzzer beater. Yeah, it's pretty good. And and if you get one like the one that Strews had last night, and it's from 60 feet, like you can see its trajectory. And you and the funny thing is, if, and even if you've like gone out in the, gone out to a basketball court and just tried to take half-court shots, you know as soon as you let it go if it's online or not. Mm-hmm. Like you know it's it's got a chance. You know so he, and the fact that he was for for those guys they're so strong they can shoot for so deep he was able to take a relatively normal looking shot at it. So really cool. So we we go at the NBA a lot for not delivering in the regular season. You can't deliver any bigger than they than it did last night with a one of the biggest superstars, huge Slovenian population up in Cleveland as well that was there to see him, and then he put on a show, and then you get a true buzzer beater by the home team. So pretty good all the way across the board. Pretty good uh, this morning out of the Juice Boys. They had Top Gun Ted on. Uh, we will have some of that interview. Some of the things that certainly caught our attention coming up next. Bishman Friends, right here on the fan. 
The fan is live and local with morning juice, caffeinate, and dominate. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The fan, Ohio's sports destiny. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's up? What's up, man? you. All right, here's what's up on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. Our new president, Carter, on with the uh, the juice bringers this morning with the fellas, um, and a wide ranging interview. You can you can check out all of it on the on the podcast. I know they put it out on their social as well. Um, but but uh, curious to hear a very different tone uh, from a president at Ohio State. And he is a very different type of hire than the previous hires that they have hired at Ohio State. And I, I think the, the Ross Bjork hire is, is, is the first kind of signal of the way that this thing is going and the, the role that Ohio State wants to play in, in college athletics going forward. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, the fellows asked him how he landed at Ohio State. Here's what he had to say. My whole life, uh, 38 years in the Navy, as you pointed out, a lot of time at sea, flying jets, uh, running aircraft carriers, and leading an academia uh, at a place like the Naval Academy, uh, I found that I had a passion to want to continue to not only serve, but serve in higher education. And uh, I was really fortunate. Nebraska came and found me. I'm really appreciative for my time in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Omaha. And, uh, you know, four years there, and Ohio State recruited me just as they did in Nebraska. And the reason I came to Ohio State is, first of all, I mean, Ohio State is the top in the nation and, and just about everything they do from academics to scholarship to research to the arts, uh, certainly in, uh, you know, medicine, clinical care, and, of course, athletics. And that was very attractive to me. And as our nation is having a, a narrative and a, a conversation about what the future of higher education is, I know that the the podium is bigger here at Ohio State, and I want to be at that podium to have that conversation. Our nation needs higher education, so I'm proud to be the spokesperson for that. Well, there you go. So that, that's how it happens. So so then I know the next thing people are curious about is uh, how how heavy a hand will he have in athletics? Um, here is let's let's play the one on his vision for the future of Ohio State athletics. Let's let's have a listen. Well, I think we have to stay true to our principles. In other words, uh, you know, we're, we're still amateur athletics. We need to bring our best athletes here to compete. Uh, but at the end of the day, we want them to get an education. I think that's really important. There'll be a lot of changes when we come to things like shared revenue. Are they employees or not? You know, what a conference is going to look like in two to three years. What's, you know, FBS and Power 5 football going to look like? Big 10, SEC, the other conferences. There's a lot out there uh, that's going to change, and some of it's playing out in the courts. Some of that, some of which we can only have to stand on the sidelines and, and see what comes out of that. Uh, but we'll be prepared. Uh, you know what Ohio State has uh, going for itself is not just a fantastic fan base, uh, but you know one of the few programs in the country that doesn't operate on any type of tax dollars or university money. Uh, we'll see how we're able to maintain that going forward. Uh, but I am optimistic that we're still going to be able to manage 3061 sports, be competitive, uh, and attract and retain the right coaches and the right players. 
I mean, that's a, that is a, a president at Ohio State with, with the word shared revenue coming out of his mouth. So they, that's been a pretty consistent tone from both him and Ross Bjork. It is a great departure from what we've seen previously um, here in, in leadership. It's the right thing. I, I think it's all of us can see it. That that's where the sport where the where the sport is going, um, and where college athletics are going. And and it looks like they are going to want to play a very big role and have a heavy hand in in what that looks like. What I'm sensing from these clips too, like I just feel like you're getting honesty from him with those ones that like he's saying this is really what we're dealing with and mm-hmm. what it's going and it makes sense that somebody who's the president of a university like Ohio State still has the academic mission in his mind, but he's not using that as cover no. for the other things. He will say the words revenue sharing and talk about the changes and the conferences. They're they're constantly changing. He mentions the SEC as well. So he seems to be in line with the idea that we have to advance college athletics, not try to hold on to what it was because that's clearly not working and it's not going to hold up in court as we've seen. And then the other clip we played where like he gets to OSU and he talks about being at the forefront of the, one of the you know largest academic universities yep. here in the country. And that reminds me of what we talked about with Ross Bjork. They're like, oh, he came from Texas A&M. And it's like, yeah, because you come to Ohio State to be a part of the best. It's the best in a lot of ways, or near the best, in a lot of ways for a lot of universities, and especially the athletic department. So I like that the leadership, you can see that they're attracting great talent for these open positions right now because of what Ohio State has built. Sounds like they want to keep and have a plan to keep all 36 sports, which... (laughs) That was the the only thing he did say there is like, he, he mentioned... It's ambitious. State funding and all of that, that we're able to do it. Well, you know, to me, it seems impossible. In a revenue share model, I don't see how it's possible. Nothing's impossible for Maverick. (laughs) I think he's Viper. Don't you think? Is he call sign Viper? And then Bjork's Maverick? If we're going to play out the Top Gun thing? Because he's the instructor, right? So, like, he's the... Well, I guess Maverick... Well, you haven't seen Maverick. but I, <laughs> Yes, but Maverick did, does become the instructor. I guess even in the first one, he does become an instructor. Even in the first one. It doesn't last long. Uh, but then he goes back. Um, I, I do want to play that, because, of course, Bob asked him about his involvement in the first Top Gun film, which is... I, I can't wait to hear that. Uh, but I did want to hear from him on Ross Bjork and, and, and that hire for the man who's now going to lead the athletic department. A number of things. Uh, first of all, his leadership capabilities coming in... Uh, He's, he was the youngest athletic director ever selected at a Power 5 program when he went to Ole Miss. He was the youngest athletic director when he went to Western uh, Kentucky. Uh, so he's got a lot of experience for his relatively young age. He'll have the type of runway out in front of him that Gene Smith had when he came here. And quite frankly, Ross has some real background in some of this changing landscape, NIL, uh, conference realignment, having somebody come from the SEC into the Big Ten, I think is a plus. Uh, and his energy and his fundraising capabilities, uh, the whole package, when I looked across, and we had a lot of great candidates, uh, let, let's not kid ourselves, uh, Ross was a clear winner in, the, in that interview. And I have to admit, I did not know Ross personally before I interviewed him, and uh, I, along with our search committee, uh, was blown away by uh, what he's going to bring here. I think people will be really excited when they get to know him. It does feel like from an athletic department standpoint, they almost like sat down and said, what is the number one thing that's holding OSU back? And it's, well, they operate like they're Wisconsin and not like they're Alabama. And they should operate like they're Alabama. Yeah, the, I guess the, that's that's kind of code for there's a ruthlessness to it. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of where you're, you're headed. We're, we're long past 
these these guys know where this sport is headed. Um, they are going to be organized on it. They want to be at the forefront of it. They will have a a big and heavy hand in it. Um, and and yeah, I I think if if Bjork can do anything, and the athletic department is so solid right now. I mean, you, you think of all of the programs other than the revenue generating ones, and and that that now make money. Um, I mean, I I'd have, you'd have to see the books, but I assume the women's basketball team is going to make money this year with with a run in March and what we've seen from attendance. They're ranked second in the country. Um, I'm guessing that that's now for for now at least is a revenue generator. But you've got 36 sports, and and what does that look like? And one of the things that most of those athletic departments in the South, we did that. Ohio State tries to be Stanford in athletics. It's not even Wisconsin. They try to yeah. be Stanford in athletics. And then they also want to be Alabama in football. And that that really isn't anything you can do anymore. Um, they'll do it as long as they can. And you, I was just going to make this point, too. You mentioned the, the 36 sports, Reese. Um, it's okay if some of them go back to being club or being true student-athlete sports. They don't all have to be... You know, you don't need NCAA sanctioned rifle. You know, not, not to take a shot at those guys, pun intended. Um, but but there there is there there is some common sense that probably ought to apply to an athletic department. You're running a business after all. That's the job. Boy, is it a tough? I mean, that's a tough line to walk, right? It and, is. But I do think it is that line, right? What's in, What's the balance sheet look like? What's being yeah. brought in versus what's coming out, and then. Uh, you make it a business decision. You try to remove as much emotion from it as possible. You try to make it as fair as possible, knowing that yeah. this just isn't going to, it, it can't be the same. It, it can't be as it was like, there's no. just no, and you can say it. And it's, it's interesting to hear that because my eyes, my ears perked up the first time I was like, it's an ambitious goal there. Slap shot, but yeah, it, you just can't. And obviously you just cannot in like today's, especially when we start to use the term employees. Yeah, it'll really stink for those programs that that get cut, but it is not wrong to pay the football players because they are the reason that this sport is making so much money. You mentioned uh, Slapshot. That was his call sign. I loved when he talked about how he got to Ohio State and he dropped about how he flew planes, ran an aircraft carrier. <laughs> like, it's, oh, oh, yeah, this is what I've done in my life. What are you guys doing? Oh, just hosting some radio shows. No big deal. Um, he was involved in the filming of the first Top Gun film, in fact. Bob asked him about it. Let's have a listen. You know, uh, you just never know where your life's going to take you. Uh, I didn't think anything of it at the time. We were deeply involved in combat operations in Kosovo in 1999 and then Iraq uh, in 1999. So the mission you're referring to was a uh, a multiple F-14 Tomcat mission into uh, uh, a site just west of Baghdad where we had to take out a command center. And the only way to do it was to put two penetrator laser-guided weapons uh, through a, a target that was overall about the size of a football field, and I put the second target in through a three-square-meter vent line, uh, amazingly similar to what they do in the movie, and the actual footage of that combat mission uh, was uh, part of the reference for that movie. So, yeah, that was that was pretty exciting to see that they used some of that. Uh, a lot of the movie does have real-world uh, pieces to it, uh, and for my money, I think it's the best-made visual what it feels like looks like to fly in a high performance jet aircraft that's ever been produced so uh, i love the movie uh, uh and i know uh, your fans have all seen it. i've only seen it about 57 times <laughs> the follow-up though is so this this is actually that's t- the second one that's maverick yeah that he's referring to because he's talking about kosovo in 99 the first one's made in the 80s um so this is if Ma- reese is w- the one person on the planet who hasn't seen top gun maverick but but that is the the plot of 
the mission in Top Gun Maverick that he's yeah. explaining, and we knew that he was a part of that. Go ahead. And that makes more sense that he's talking about the realism, because I'm not so sure the inverted scene in Top Gun, the first one, is something that a lot of people can pull off. No, I mean, not a lot of people, but perhaps I one. Inverted. I was inverted. That's right. Uh, the Brown or the uh, the Chicago Bears are going to be, I think, inverted when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, their general manager spoke yesterday. We'll have that for you. Plus, a very interesting Instagram post that, that involved Justin Fields that was surf- circling last night. So we'll get into all of that. Bishop and Friends, right here on the fan. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year, given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Not interested in Iowa football? Too bad. Shops will tell you about it anyway. This is Bishop and Friends. And hey there, my friends. Bo Bishop here. It's a new year. The hope of making positive changes in your life. And if you're among the millions of men suffering from erectile dysfunction, now is the time to do something about it. Tired of the embarrassment, the frustration that comes with suffering from ED? Give my friends at Tri-State Men's Health a call today. So many men out there have a mediocre sex life or just good enough. And maybe you've tried pills or supplements. It's not working okay. What if it could be better? What if it could be much, much better? Well, Tri-State Men's Health treatments work where the pills and the herbals fail. They have treatments with success rates well over. 90%. So do yourself a favor. Schedule a consult with Tri-State Men's Health. They'll take care of you. Your initial visit is just 99 bucks. Includes a medical consult with a licensed medical provider, a TNPSA test. If medically advised, a test dose. And if that test dose doesn't work, that office visit is free. It's a no-lose win-win for you. Give them a call today. Get your sex life back on track. 800-900-9654. Visit TriStateMensHealth.com today. Uh, yesterday was the Bears at the uh, at the podium. You had the general manager, Ryan Poles. You had their head coach, Matt Eberflus, both at the podium. Um, and, of course, they kind of control not only the draft, but they control kind of free agency. They control the combine. They control the league at the moment until they make a deal for fields. It does feel like um, they are going to – I think it's plainly obvious they're going to trade Justin Fields. Um, but the question becomes when, because there will be a, a, a bunch of actions that come after that and when that happens, other teams will make other other plays at quarterback. His deal has to come first. It does feel like that over here. This was Ryan Poles yesterday on the timeline for trading Justin Fields. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. By saying you, he wants to do right by Justin Fields, that puts to bed any of the notion of drafting Caleb and keeping Fields, which some people have thrown out there, I would hope, because I always thought that was a ridiculous idea. Yes, yes. Did you, so did you guys see this video of Justin in, a, in like a kitchen, like celebrating, just making the way around today? No. What, what is, I, I, what is he celebrating? If, do we know? Or is he we just, have no idea. I don't, okay. I, don't, 
I, it's social. So, like, in the old days, I used to be able to track down, is like, when is this from? Is this real? I have no idea. But he's celebrating in a in a kitchen, and it says something like, at the end of it, he, he very clearly says something to the effect of, like, I'm going home, um, or, or something to that effect. And I don't know if it was, it could possibly have been a, a social media post from two years ago. Who the hell knows? Uh, but I saw, including a, a sports talk host in, in Pittsburgh, tweeted out as if it was something that happened in the last night. I no idea. Uh, go ahead, Reese. Well, so it was posted... Uh to the Instagram story of Mario Nunez, who says he's Field's manager. So, we'll so that was posted last night? That was posted yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Um, so I and will that's post what this so he's celebrating BFS. He's thrilled about something. Yeah, and that's and at the end of it, he says, I'm going home or whatever. So if it's his manager, like that's not somebody who's just going to throw something randomly out there. Like I mean, yeah. maybe to get like some attention and some traction, so maybe they're getting what they want, but it's not by mistake. I wouldn't think. Otherwise, no. I'd be a really bad manager. No, not at all. And so, it. it look, we, he said this going in. I mean, this it's a nice kitchen, so he could be celebrating how good it looks and how clean it is. He's, he And he's at home. I'm going home to my kitchen. I'm so excited about it. There we go. Yeah. We, we cracked it. Just That's nothing it. to see Problem here, solved. Just Justin Fields' manager filming him being happy about his home renovation. What I thought was pretty interesting is, though, Ryan Poles, um, he spoke, of, he was not asked about... Um, of, of the return for, for Fields or if they've had conversations about Fields. He was asked if they'd had conversations in a return for the first overall pick, which I think speaks to the really unique position that the Bears are in because they have an immensely popular player that they are trading who is still young, who the fan base thinks and has seen enough of that maybe they think he could be special, right? Mm-hmm. So. They're in this position where it's like they're going to trade him. Like that, that's clear, plainly obvious. They're going to trade him. They're going to draft Caleb Williams. But at the same time, they are dealing with. They are having to deal with the reality of many in their fan base are probably like, boy, we really like Fields. Maybe we see what we get for number one. I think it plays with their heads a little bit too, because last year they traded out of number one, and then Bryce Young, not so good of a rookie year. Obviously, they could have taken C.J. Stroud, but it felt like Bryce Young was kind of who everybody was leaning towards for number one. So I think there's this idea of like, well, we made the right decision last year. If we had drafted Bryce Young, we'd be in a worse situation than we were in. So if they're not a hundred percent sold on Caleb Williams, I wonder if there is a thought of like, could we just pull it off again and make the right move by trading out of number one? It's just such a gamble. I, wonder. I think if they knew enough about, if they, I think if they were sure enough about Fields, they would, and they would get an incredible bounty. Because you know. Caleb did say in an interview with ESPN that he would be perfectly fine mm-hmm. if the Bears took him, but yeah. he would also be perfectly fine if they traded and another team yeah. took him. Yeah, yeah. I mean that the the trade part you could do the same. You could do a deal with Atlanta if you were the Bears. If they if you didn't. If you loved Fields, but honestly, that's all just a waste of time because they're trading him. <laughs> so, like, they're going to trade Justin Fields. It's pro- it'll happen. The framework probably is already there. It's possible that that Instagram post that was posted by his his business manager is is real, and and he's going to go to Atlanta. It has always been the place that makes the most sense for him as a player. I wish that they, I wish they just would have done the smart. I just wish they would have taken Todd Munkin from Baltimore so that he could have ran that same offense that Lamar had, but. Um, but that's that's the spot. That's definitely going to be the landing spot. Now the question is, what do the Bears get back, and then how quickly does this all come together? Because in a way, it's holding the rest of the league hostage. Because the Cousins Cousins situation, although the Vikings seem like they're going to stay there, but the Wilson part of it, there's other dominoes that will fall once this one falls. This one's got to go first, though. Yeah, it's almost as if the rest of the NFL can't get started until the Bears make it clear what they're doing with number yeah. one. That's exactly it. Because if they're if 
Yeah, I mean, there's you, both sides of it. There's the other teams looking for a veteran quarterback who will now go in another direction, and then there's the other teams that potentially would want to trade up to the Bears at one if they were going to try and stay with Fields. So it's it's both sides are kind of waiting on the Bears to do something, and my hunch is you'll get something uh, pretty quickly on that front. All right, speaking of Justin Fields, where does he rank among the greatest quarterbacks of the 2000s. Our buddy Bill Connolly put a list together, several Buckeyes on that list. The guy at number one you know a little bit as well. We'll get into that coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Here's a listener tweet. Can I tase Common Man in the Nuts? Fine by us, but he may like it. Common Man and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Taking the art of sports radio and day drinking to a whole new level. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. All right, it's a Hey Guys first Friday edition of the program. Get your Hey Guys questions into the fellas at 971-BFS. We will answer those coming up at the top well, it's right at 11 o'clock, quite honestly. We'll do that for you. Uh, it is a first Friday. Get your officially endorsed broadcasting live at the NFL Scouting Combine over in Indianapolis. Um, we, From a severe weather standpoint, we, we had it this morning, and now it's through, and now we're just going to get cold, right? That's kind of where it is at this point. That's what's um, yeah, dropped throughout the really day. Cold. But then, it's gonna, then, it, then we're back to like 70 this weekend, right? I guess. I don't know. That I, You're not paying I attention. Wait, You're going to be an Ireland. I don't pay attention, attention, and I just wake up every morning and check it at this point. 70 Celsius in Dublin would be pretty warm. It, it, was, burning up it, it was 60 yesterday driving home from work, and I had to stop at the bank, something where we had stopped on Saturday. that We were picking up like foreign currency, and on sure. Saturday when I went there, it was 29 degrees. And then yesterday, 60. So I, I don't. I just check every I've morning. been watching a lot of To Catch a Smuggler lately, yeah. and you got to be careful when leaving and coming back into the country to, de- uh, to declare the correct amount of currency. Oh, or they will, or they will get you. They will get you. No one's you. worrying about that, Chops. I think you can smuggle I, all, sorts of, all sorts of things back. I mean, you, you know what? You, you should say. try to we'll, see what you could get back. We'll make sure we have the correct amount da- written down so that we can report it right, but I'm, I don't think they're worried about the amount that we're bringing. <laughs> Are you... What, is it euros? Uh, or is it a different currency? Euros and pounds. Euros in Dublin, pounds in London. Still. Oh yeah, because they're off of the. Mm-hmm. They did the Brexit thing, right? Yep. So they don't. They don't play. They don't play with the euros anymore. Okay, so euros. Boy, that's a shame. That seems like that would have been pretty easy, right? Yeah, but I, yeah, I picked it up it. yesterday, and it's like Monopoly money. It's just so colorful. So colorful. Which I guess yeah, we've our, done a little bit. Like the the new hundred dollar bill is a lot more colorful than it ever used to be. Yeah, yeah. They've they've changed it a little bit, but primarily still green in nature. Yeah, so that's very good. From the um, Bishop and Friends Weather Center, cold in Columbus tomorrow, but then fifties the weekend, sixty seven the high for Sunday. All right. Yeah, you guys so enjoy that. Yeah, we're t- we're t- the the groundhogs and the Buckeye Chucks and all that stuff. The Beauregard General Lee Beauregard guy, Lee. <laughs> General Beauregard Lee at Georgia, they all got it right. 
they all did. There's no winner. It's over. Um, Bill Connolly's our buddy. Um, he did a list. He does a list like this. I think he just amends it every year because I remember having we had him on last year and we gave him all sorts of hell. And I went at him for having Denard on this list and not having Braxton on the list. Um, I remember that conversation quite vividly. Um, but he, you add to it because new guys jump onto it. So he did the top eighty college quarterbacks of the two thousands, and um, we were having the conversation about Justin Fields. There are four Buckeyes on the in the top eighty. Um, there's a balance, right? Like. Part of me says Braxton for sure should be one of the top 80 college quarterbacks of the 2000s, a big two-time Big Ten player of the year who would have won it three straight years had he had he not gotten hurt going into his senior season. Uh, but at the same time, like how many Buckeyes are we going to have here? Can you just have put every single start, Buckeye quarterback guy, on there? Like, Terrell Pryor's got to be on here too. Um, so they do have four. Um, what? I'm, I'm, so they have C.J. Stroud 21. Justin Fields, 32, Troy Smith, 37, and JT Barrett is 70 uh, on the list. So the thing that's that I think Bill is probably guilty of here, and he may have something that backs this up statistically, but I think he's got a pro bias on this. Because I think so too, yeah. Troy Smith won the Heisman by, at the time, the highest margin. It was either percentage of votes or margin um, in, in the history. So the notion that, that he would be behind... and. So I would think I, I would have Justin ahead of CJ too um, on this list. Uh, Justin played for a national championship. He is responsible for one of the greatest performances. Now CJ had a great performance against Georgia, but Justin won in his against Clemson. Um, and I would have I would have had Justin ahead of CJ on this list, and, and probably Troy ahead of both because he won the he you know won the Heisman. I think it's also like because Justin played that truncated season in 2020, so he doesn't his stats don't get as high. Are you comparing the stats a little bit too much? Because it's not fair to compare the two years for Stroud to two years for Fields. But over those two years, I mean, we watched it. Fields was the better quarterback for Ohio State, in my opinion. I think he played better. I think he the team was better with him on it, and that didn't even benefit from first year Jim Knowles defense in the second year that that Stroud got that which improved it still wasn't as good as as it has gotten now but Fields had no. to kind of do everything and that game against Clemson is about as good as any game Ohio, an Ohio State quarterback has ever played it does feel like you have to do like 80 quarterbacks or I guess you, yeah. you start that 80 list with the Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks in the 2000s and then you go from there because you can't do any better as a quarterback or really as a college football player than win the Heisman. Where does he have the? Do you, one of you guys have the MIT kids pull it up his list. I'm curious where he has um, uh, where Caleb is and where uh, Jaden Daniels is. Caleb is Matt Liner. That was Matt Liner. Caleb's 23, so he's just a little bit past. C, so it's CJ Tua and CJ's Caleb. ahead. CJ's ahead of Caleb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was the other name you were looking That's, for? I was looking for uh, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is, I mean, obviously that's a new addition to the list, so there's his name at the top. He's 19th, so just one ahead of Bryce what? Young. Bryce Young is so, it's that's nine, too high for So Jane this, Daniels. he's putting all the, too high. he's, it's for some reason he's putting all of the recent guys in this grouping. Jaden Daniels, 19, Bryce Young, 20, CJ Stroud, 21, Tua, 22, and Caleb Williams, 23. No, and I'm not sure not right. I even agree that's with the right. order of that ranking, but no, it's weird that they're all bunched right. together. 
Jaden Daniels should not be ahead of Caleb Williams. He should not be ahead of Troy Smith. He should not be ahead of um, who else did you say? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I feel like no, if you ask no. a college coach who do you want to quarterback your team going into next season, that a lot of those names would be said before Jaden Daniels. He, he he improved exponentially from what he was at Arizona State to what he ended up at LSU. I'm not arguing that point, um, but he also gets a tremendous amount of credit for statistical accumulation that happened at the end of his Heisman winning season. Um, where are where are all the quality wins? I mean, I I didn't even have him at the top of my Heisman, let alone nineteenth, eightieth. Not that not that my opinion is some, is the the trump of all of these things, but I. I don't. Know. I think that's a big overvaluation on him, to say the least. That that that's too high. That he should be behind. I mean, he's he did not have the year this year. I don't know. That's tough. That just that's, puts that's him in like yeah, a different conversation. That's such a rarefied air to be in. Um, so his top five of the two thousands. Um, number five is Joe Burrow. Number four is Tim Tebow. Number three is Vince Young. Number two is Cam, and number one is Baker Mayfield. So he has Baker number one. Here's the here's the pushback I would have, and Baker's unbelievable. He was Heisman winner, obviously four year starter at at Oklahoma was great throughout, um, but. In the biggest moments, was he? I mean, they had Georgia on the ropes in that Rose Bowl. He didn't win a national championship. Um, the best single season, I think, in the history of the sport at the position, I think it's Cam uh, from the standpoint. And I know that, that Burrow statistically, and, and Burrow's second, it's tight. It's razor-thin margin between the two in terms of the one season. Uh, but I would have had Burrow higher on this. But, but I probably, I think Tebow maybe ought to be one in terms of overall accomplishments. Over a four-year, I career. would put Tebow one. He Tebow, got two national yeah. titles. He won a Heisman. He was a three-time finalist. Like I would have Tebow number one, and then because you're talking about college, you're not trying to have a pro bias on it. So I would put Tebow number one, and then and then I would have one of the two, probably Burrow, because he had the two years at LSU versus Cam, who had the one. But Cam's one year, I mean, he was not throwing to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. He was not. Um, he w- it was a one-man wrecking crew for Cam Newton at Auburn uh, that year. Um, so I-, I would probably have Cam three. And Baker definitely deserves to be in the top ten. Um, but I don't know if, if you can be ahead of-, of some of these other guys on this list. Yeah, I agree with you guys on Tebow. I mean, I've pretty much since, you know, that was right at the beginning of me really diving into college football and seeing everything across the country. And I've stuck with that. Though. Like, really, in my lifetime, I think Tebow is the best college football player we've seen, both from accomplishment and what he could mm-hmm. do on the field. Yeah, it didn't work out in the pros for him, but that's not what we're asking. We're asking about college quarterbacks. I think with Bill Connolly, this isn't really a fault. It makes sense because he has that SP plus model. He's, he really likes numbers. He's a number cruncher type guy. Yeah. I think he's a little bit of a victim to the numbers because he just puts the stats out there. And in my opinion, quarter, I mean, he, he references it at the top, like, uh, the amount of 3,000, 5,000, the amount of seasons we've had where guys have eclipsed this amount of passing yards and this amount of rushing yards, that there are those differences in stats, so it's really hard to cross-compare. But when he just, like the thing he lists are just stats, and I think raw quarterback stats don't really tell the right story. Well, no, not at all, without context of who you're playing and what moments you're playing and how you are in the biggest games. Like, no, it can't. That's the thing with football. Like, it's one thing if you do like the PFF or he does the SB plus, whatever it is, and you and you're just talking about like you're trying to do the raw data of throws and routes and catches and catch radius. And, and so this is what the formula know, spits out. We put in right. inputs, and this is yeah. what it says. It doesn't mean anything. But it the just problem, is. The problem at quarterback is is it's there's all the intangible stuff, and then the results have to matter. Who you play have to matter. The context of the schedule you play has to matter. 
I wonder, it feels, obviously the Heisman is very important. I wonder if, like, how important, I mean, every guy in the top five is a national champion. So I think Heisman not and Baker, national champion. Not Baker. Oh, you're right. He, he was the Heisman, but you're right. Baker's not. Everybody else is the top he five. He never even is, played in it. A damn Bill Conley getting us fired up again on a Monday. Or Vince a, Young didn't win Wednesday a Heisman. Wednesday in February. Vince, and by the way, there's a lot of revisionist history on Vince that he should have won that Heisman. That, that was the no. year Reggie won it. He should not have won it that year. No, and and Reggie won. Reggie and Troy had the one of them had the highest margin, and one of them had the most first place votes ever. Like those were the two highest margins. It wasn't close. It wasn't like people were like, oh, Vince is really good. It's the revisionist history of how he played in the Rose Bowl that that does that. And Reggie Bush was also one of those guys who like was early, like, oh yeah, this is our Heisman winner, and then he just did great stuff throughout the entire season like it was that it was that easy to pick out that yes he was the most electrifying player on the field that year did you see guys who just made the list at number 80 your boy right the zapping because people forget he had almost six thousand yards and 62 did touchdowns we? his last are year at sure? western kentucky are you sure we did never forget it so, again here's here's the uh this would and i, I obviously I, I think we've laid it out you know who should have been ahead um baker you thought all five you, you mentioned that all five won the national title baker baker did not he did not play for one they were up big against uh georgia in the rose bowl in the national semifinal game uh they ended up remember that's the sony michelle walk-off he 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 walks off that one to to win it for georgia um and then uh, and then they lose in walk-off fashion uh, fashion against alabama in their next game it's a wild two game stretch. Is that eighteen? Is that eighteen? It's definitely they... not Kirby's first championship, so it has to be the one where they lose so to that... Bama. Well, hold on now. Did they lose twice to Bama in the championship? Kirby's been in the championship. To... Th- has he been? He's only been He's three won times, it twice. right? Twice. Did he lose to Bama once and then win it? So he would have lost to Bama in in nineteen. Yeah, that's 18? the one where Rotua comes that's in the for Jalen Hurts for Devontae. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess they won in walk off and then lost in walk off within a couple of weeks uh, of each other. Uh, the internet is so slow here; it's ridiculous. <laughs> There's too many people. I was trying to pull up Baker's stats in that semifinal game um, against Georgia because that's a game where they they were up big in that game and then it fell apart. And then when you start to look at like him in the biggest games, it, it really wasn't there. Fifty four, the forty eight. It's fifty four, forty eight. I'm in the, overtime. The box score has been um, the box score has been loading for literally the entire time we've been doing this. Do you give me his stats? Baker twenty three of thirty five, two eighty seven, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, nothing special on the ground, just twelve yards. Yeah, yeah. So that to me, like that's that doesn't compare to what. To, to Tebow's run. Um, Baker did start a couple of games at Texas Tech as a true freshman, as a walk-on. Uh, but then remember, Cliff's like, I, actually, I got this 15 dude coming, and I think we're good. So no reason for you to stick around. <laughs> Pat Mahomes ended up being the quarterback at, uh, at Texas Tech following. The- Baker was great. He's an all-time great college quarterback, all-time great college player, but he should not be number one quarterback of the 2000s. Real quick, Chops, go ahead. Yes, it was the 2017 season, 2018 college football playoff, the uh, double overtime against Oklahoma for Georgia, and then the loss in overtime to Bama. All right, that's the way that that went. Uh, we could be getting some real changes to the college football recruiting calendar. Uh, some breaking news coming out of here in Indianapolis. We'll have that story for you coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And, well, we smell a little, but... 
Oof, you've accepted that. The f- Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Sports conversation that's worthy of a toast. Or at least a stiff drink. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. Hey guys, it's Shops, and when you boil it down to lose weight fast, there's really only two ways to do it. You can eat to lose weight, or you can reduce what you eat to lose weight. The latter is where medications and hunger suppressants step in, because without them, you'd just be hungry all the time simply eating less. Eating to lose weight is the Awaken 180 method, and the method I chose by eating my metabolism sped up, and instead of going after muscle for energy, it went right for the fat, and boy, did it. I dropped 95 pounds. I've kept it off. I'm almost to a year in the free maintenance with Awaken 180 and that's the real superpower of it is you keep checking in with your coach even after you've lost the weight and they help you keep it off give you the right tools to keep it off and I'm happy with the the new solution for my life and friends for life with Awaken 180 so give them a call at 844-346-1800 or online awaken180weightloss.com Bishop and Friends we're sponsored by Awaken 180 fast sustainable weight loss without medications the solution for weight loss Awaken 180 weight loss Pete Thamel of ESPN with this in the last 10 minutes or so. The NCAA football officials meeting in Indianapolis this week where I am and discussing the calendar change uh, for signing day. So um, before we get into what they're proposing, remember this is there's a lot of things that are that are a lot of balls in the air on this. Everybody can acknowledge the calendar's broken. Uh, nobody wants to play college football semifinal games on Thursday. Nobody wants to play uh, a Big Ten championship game on a Saturday, prepare for a first round of the NCAA, of the uh, college football playoff the next week, all the while doing a national signing day in between while there's a portal open. And that's where you're at right now. So everything, that's the reality of the sport at the moment. So we can all acknowledge that it's broken. The question is, how do you fix it? What do you fix first? So, um, Right now, what they're trying to fix is something to do with signing day. And the solution um, that they're proposing, three signing periods, the last Wednesday in June, the Wednesday following the regular season, and the first Wednesday in February is is what they're doing. This is where, this, this to me feels like a half measure from the standpoint of, I, I don't know that you're going to get much in that June signing period unless you get rid of the one in December. Because everybody's just going to keep wanting to use that they one. They want to see the senior film. They want to leverage, and you're going to want to leverage. If you're a player, you're going to want to leverage that senior season. Um, sure, there will be some guys, but like a program like Ohio State, if you're going to want to wait till you have all the data on a kid, you know, unless you have the, the only thing I could see happening, and maybe this would fast track some of this which i would not be a fan of either but what i could see happening is would that be something where you sign in in the summer and then you skip your senior season i mean we've seen that where where guys you know sunny did that and quinn ewers did that and uh some others have done it where you skip your senior season of high school football and and do that i would not be a proponent of that i don't i think man be a high school kid you only get to be it once but um i do wonder if there will be some planning for like hey let's graduate early and get to Ohio State, get to Big State U right away. I, yeah, I, but I, I wonder what their calendar would look like in June. It feels like wouldn't that be something that you would know in February? And then if you were that like reclassifying kid, wouldn't you already be 
up for that. What if I've already done it? Maybe yeah, I don't like, know because you know you'd have to make sure that you have all your credits and things in order to graduate. And why wouldn't that be something that you would know about in February versus June? Yeah, with the with the December one sticking around, it makes the June one seem like eh, just another thing. Which is funny because that's what they thought the December one was going to be. That was the intention with the December one of like, hey, ca- yeah. guys that you were sure on, sign a few guys to your class so you can get that out of the way, and then we can do our real signing day still in February. But it immediately changed to December was the signing period. So I wonder if a similar thing would happen in a June signing period where a run on players would get people to say, okay, we just got to sign this guy now because if not, he's not going to be available in. December and definitely not in February. So does that give a little bit more power to those players there? What it does say to me though, by moving that to the Wednesday after the regular season, okay, well you're talking the Wednesday after the regular season is the week that people are preparing for the conference championship games. And that's going to be your best teams in the country generally, right? Yeah. Does that mean that the, the cogs are in motion of the, what the sec and the big 10 want about incorporating their big 10 championship and sec championship into the playoff? is more than likely happening. So you're saying by making it the last... The the first Wednesday after the end of the regular season, so then it's, in the fire, so then it's many, not championship it's week. Yeah. 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 Like, why would they do yeah. those in not... Like, it would make a lot more sense to do both of those rather than do one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're... <laughs> Look, all of this is, uh, it's all Band-Aids on hemorrhage. It's, it, this is a positive step in that, to me, if you really wanted to make a make real change here, and all of this just requires you know a little bit of common sense for the adults in the room, if you wanted to make real change, you would just get rid of the December signing period and just do two. Do one in the summer and do one in February, um, and, and then that's it. Um, and what it would force, though, what it would force people to... Um, it would force many players to not do the enrollee early thing, the January enrollee early thing, which I think is nonsense. <laughs> I know that it gets them ready quicker, but like, do they need to be? You know, like if no one was do, it's kind of like the the thing I always say to my my buddies and uh, th- that are parents with the kids. Like, all of us acknowledge that we don't want kids that are twelve years old on phones. Like, all of us can acknowledge it's not good, but at the same time, or unless you're going to be the person, you all have to take it away. It can't just be one of you. It has to be like the whole the whole school's worth. All their peer group would have to lose them. And that's kind of the same thing here. Like, I think we can. I think it. We could all say like, do you really need to have guys there in January? Like. No, you don't. There's no question they get better quicker. All of those things are true. But if nobody did it, then it wouldn't be a problem. And I, th- I think that's the thing that, that you're you're trying to get back to a little bit. It's the same thing with the idea of the early signing period. I'm sure there are Correct. programs and coaches that didn't want to sign basically their entire class in December. But ev- the other people started doing it. And you're like, well, I have to do it now because then yes. I'm, I'm going to put myself at a disadvantage if I don't. Now, Reese, you might like this idea. What if we embrace the chaos and... NFL free agency like now this. starts the Wednesday of Wild Card Week. Just yeah. do it like college football. I mean, would, <laughs> I would even like say do it before that. Like, like why wait? Say you're 16. Why wait for the playoffs? Like, we, let, uh, let I mean, like, Chris the, Jones walk right before the final game in Kansas City season. <laughs> Chris Jones has entered the transfer yeah. portal. Yeah. Now the, Andrew Barry, the Browns was part of a uh, a group of four teams yesterday that proposed moving the. 
moving the trade deadline back uh, to week ten. And we were talking about to him about it yesterday, and he was and he brought up something that I'd never thought of, but I, it does make total sense that you know the NFL is the only trade deadline that happens before half of the season is played. Uh, the end, all the rest of them are like sixty percent of the season is played, and in the NFL, it's basically forty five percent of the season now has been played. Like it just makes sense to move it to after week ten. So while you're tongue in cheek with how absurd this would be, and that by the way, your tongue in cheek is the reality of college sports. Yes, that that's how stupid it is that there is you have a in a world where there's no policing the transfer portal next year if if nothing changes going out of the michigan game preparing for a big 10 championship game you'll be trying to sign a class and and prevent your roster from being pillaged like that is all going to happen at the same time the moving the trade deadline is interesting because the nfl that's like the one thing they don't have that other leagues have is like momentum at the trade deadline and really exciting things and oh man this guy picked it up and it's probably because most teams aren't really in a position of trading out their guys finishing out a deal or guys just want that rental at that point in the season so if you move it back then they can you might get a little bit more of that of like oh we're not going to the playoffs let's trade our star wide receiver to this team now whereas before the trade deadline now, everybody kind of still is alive. I wouldn't even mind if they went further. Like, his proposal was after week 10. Like, go week 12. Yeah. Like, then, you'll, then you're then you going to know. I mean, get into the season a little bit. Then everybody had played 11 of 17 games. What eventually is going to be 11 of 18 games. Um, now mean, you have a chance to really improve your roster. And some teams can say, look, it's not working for us this year. Let's get out of it. The problem with where it is now, there's too many teams who believe that they're still in it. Batting injuries. Um, yeah, yeah, injuries happen for sure. Um, so I, I think to, to sum up the the conversation on the on the proposal for the signing day, it would you can't. There's no question that it would help to have one, and that some kids would benefit. Um, I think coaches. I think you'll have to be careful with what you wish for because I don't know if it's going to have the impact that you that they intend it to because that December signing period is still out there. So if that one weren't there, then I think the the summer one would work perfectly. If you did one then and then one in February, it works perfectly. But by having that December one still out there, I don't know if it's going to have the impact that they're hoping that it will have. Uh, the Bengals hoping that T. Higgins can have an impact one way or another on their roster, either as the secondary receiver to Jamar Chase, the 1A, if you will, or potentially as trade bait. You'll hear from Duke Tobin on that. He spoke at the Combine. We'll have that coming for you next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. The Ohio State Coaches Daily Show is brought to you locally on the fan by Credit Union of Ohio. This is the Ohio State Basketball Daily Show with Coach Jake Diebler, brought to you by Encova Insurance. We're all focused on Dale Bonner hitting the last shot in East Lansing, but certainly when you think about what you look for from him when you recruited him and what he's been able to do, it has to be able to great to see him fit all of the different roles that he does, Jake. Yeah, Dale's been consistent, um, you know, in his approach, and I think his play at times wasn't necessarily always consistent. But we've we've had great confidence and belief in him, and you know, I thought he he stayed ready. He's fought through maybe some shooting struggles to to hit some big shots. Certainly, none bigger than than that one. But we believed in his speed and his experience, and how valuable that could be for for this team. His speed, both offensively and defensively, but his his experience and. You know, it's been well documented how young we are, but he's got a ton of experience. I thought that was going to be critical for us, and it proved to be so in the Michigan State game. Okay, we'll have another comment in just a moment. Hi, I'm Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy winner. The right coverage can be a game changer, both on and off the field. That's why Encova Insurance and their local independent agents are prepared for what's next and protect what matters most to you. Whether that's your home, car, business, or family, 
and Cova's got your back with a policy that fits you perfectly. With local independent agents in your neighborhood and innovative insurance products that can be tailored to fit your unique needs. And Cova's playbook is an easy win for your peace of mind. You can trust their team of agents to develop a strategy that's just right for you. And it's not just X's and O's. Your expert agent will guide you and provide insurance solutions so you can confidently manage your risk and count on a financially secure future. For auto, home, and business insurance, you want Encova on your team. Visit Encova.com today to find an agent near you. Encova is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks! Look around. Listen. There are a lot of tough questions. Questions about people and technology. About how we interact with our world and with each other. At Ohio State, we champion people and their potential. Because here, anything, everything is possible. You talked about an experienced player in Dale Bonner, but how about a young player in Devin Royal, who really, Jake, in the last month, we've seen kind of some signs of him coming out the way he did Sunday. Yeah, proud of the growth that Devin's shown and you know his consistency from getting extra work in and just staying with it, even though he may have been frustrated at times or maybe not had performed as well as he had hoped at other times but I think there's a track record you know in our program over the last handful of years of how freshmen have continued to get better and better as the year went on and you know he's certainly you know proven to do that but he deserves a ton of credit because it shows the type of kid he is and and he's continued to grow his play has been better and better and he was huge huge in the Michigan State game okay there's the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind or grab a carryout. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizza, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Drink recommendations, movie reviews, sports discussion, and whatever the hell Reeser does. This is Bishop and Friends. All right, hey guys, coming up here at 11 o'clock, still time to get your submissions into the fellas at 971-BFS on that side of things, broadcasting here at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. The Bengals' big day was yesterday, general manager Duke Tobin, head coach Zach Taylor, obviously the 
number one talking point was T. Higgins and what to do with that. They've been straightforward. As soon as they saw the new cap numbers and the extra $30 million, they tagged Higgins right away and got him locked in on that. They were very straightforward about that. You heard some comments we talked about from Zach from earlier in the week where the, the notion was, uh, yeah, Zach, he's, he's going to be here now, forever, all of those things. I'm paraphrasing. That isn't exactly what he said, but that was certainly the feeling you got. Go ahead, Reese. You got a point. Would he just would he characterize it as a larger pie or more pie? Uh oh. What did Badam say? Rhubarb, right? Yes, yeah, so a rhubarb, rhubarb pie. pie. He thought but, that Mike yeah. Brown would have rhubarb pie. But Dom torched they, the turtle soup. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't think Dom gave his pie recommendation. Here's how the here's how the turtle soup tastes. It tastes like, if you haven't had it, it tastes like a very delicious beef and barley, like a robust beef barley soup. Like it's not as um, it's a little thinner in terms of viscosity, uh, but it has a a very dark uh, broth, okay, dark brown broth um, is the way that it goes. I like it's a creamy delicious. soup more than a brothy soup for me. I go, I'm I'm broth guy. I like I like a broth more than a cream. Uh, I'm not sure that if there's a single cream soup that I do like. Is there one I do? Like a loaded potato, a broccoli cheddar, yeah. a New England oh clam chowder. Those all feel like meals. A lobster bisque. Can I get you interested in that? A bisque you can get me into if okay. you put some of the lobster in the bottom of it. How give about me a, give me some lobster chunks in the bottom? A tomato bisque, a thicker tomato soup. Can you do that? I like a thinner tomato soup as opposed to a thicker one. It just feels like so. But I do like that. So many times you have to move the spoon with such a brothy soup. That's it could be. Yeah, that's a lot of cream though. When you're talking about like a broccoli cheddar, you sign up for a broccoli like in Panera. <laughs> they have the broccoli cheddar in a bread bowl. That's got to be seventy five thousand calories, doesn't it? You know, every, you start going into that thing. You're every once in a while, can't be liking that. Yeah, every once in a while, I realize how I got to uh, two hundred eighty five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creamy soups. Creamy soups and bread bowls will do that for you. Um, also, I'm going to need a full uh, full context and report on you from the meat pies because you're headed to the king of the meat pies. Oh, I'm going to get a meat England pie, and, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of meat pies over there. That's the way that's going to work. Um, so the the pie, as it were, got bigger for the Bengals with the, comp, with the uh, salary cap numbers going up. Here is Duke Tobin yesterday on the Bengals and the franchise tag they gave Higgins. It's really simple. Um, it's, uh, you know, he's a good player. We want to keep him, and uh, we have resources to do that, so we decided uh, early to do it, and uh, and that's where we are. We like T. We're a better team with T, so, uh, you know, with, with uh, the way that we've managed our cap, we had the ability to uh, put the franchise tag on him, and, and we did. But he left open the idea because he later he did, in yes. something else he said, He's not un- he's not under contract, and it's hard for me to predict all the different scenarios that could happen. So okay, oh all the yeah. well no the scenario that could happen would you guys like make him sign the franchise tag? <laughs> like then he yeah. plays this year. That's you know there's certain predictions you could make. So they're leaving everything on the table. They could do you know they could mimic what the Vikings did with Stephon Diggs, you know where they could move him and then draft his replacement. This is a really good receiver draft. Um, so it sounds like there's going to be three in the top 10 led by Marv. And then, you know, from there um, there's a bunch of other talented guys too. So they could try to do that. And, and, but I don't know what the get back on Higgins is like, it, I, it's probably not a one like it was for Stefan Diggs. So is it a two, you know, what's the get back? Is it a two and a player? Uh, Zach Taylor though, pretty, pretty adamant. And he's been this way all along that, that he wants T Higgins back. We think the world of T and he's in this position because of the work that he's put in for us and the value he has for us and, and we want to make sure we don't lose him. And so um, that's just the business part we're in right now and, and we'll continue to work through that. But fortunately, I think that we've got a great relationship with T and, and that'll carry us through the offseason. 
it seems like that is the case, that everyone's kind of rolling in the same direction with that. Um, and remember the thing with the cap, and the, the Browns kind of proved this a little bit this morning. You guys saw the restructure of Denzel uh, Ward. He got his restructure done, and so it's possible that you could get a restructure for them from Deshaun Watson. You could get a restructure from them from um, uh, whoa, 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 Amari Cooper. Not possible. You better go make that happen. <laughs> yeah, I got GM. time. I mean, I, right? I got till 3 o'clock this afternoon. Hop on I'll that bird scooter. That find out where he is um, and... I mean, how many things you need me to get done? I did the I did the Denzel Ward deal this morning. I mean, I'm I'm shaking well, and jumping. I was going to say, if you've here. got some time, head on over to where the NCAA's meeting and give them a piece handle of that down. too. Yeah, it's funny when you look at my hotel was situated right across the street, so I was looking down on the NCAA headquarters at any time I looked out the window, and there was not a single solitary soul who walked in or out at any time when I was looking. It's like the walk I'm not convinced anybody's over there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no it's one ever goes right. in. It's just Oompa Loompas running the NCAA at this point. I don't think anybody at this there, point. Man. No <laughs> one's come in or out. It doesn't appear that there are any lights on. They have the flags up and all of that stuff that you're used to seeing. But I don't know that there's anybody even in there. You got to look. Sure in anybody the, works there. You got to look in the gutter to see if you can find a silver dollar piece, and then you got to go buy an NCAA chocolate bar, and then you'll so get you the get tour in. of the factory. Then I'll figure out how it's all been done. Um, I, I was not a fan of uh, even as a kid. I was not a fan of the Wonka movie. That was that was. I, but maybe it'd be better now. You said that there's some funny humor at the start of it. Um, but so maybe I'll have, my kids are scared of it too. They're scared of Wonka. Um, but in terms of uh, of movies that seem like they're going to be a hit. You got one for us, don't you, Chops? Pop-up Chops movie review. Yes, and a small spoiler alert for Dune Part 1, if you haven't seen that one yet. The first thing about Dune Part 2 is see it in IMAX. Obviously, the screen is huge, but I always love the sound you get from an IMAX showing, and the speakers were put to work for this one. It picks up where we left off after Dune Part 1. The the Harkonnen have taken over Spice Production after overthrowing House Atreides, but Paul, Timothy Chalamet, is still traversing the desert with the Freeman. Sound confusing? Don't worry. Both part one and part two do a great job of giving you the necessary exposition. In fact, it might be the best world building I've ever seen in a movie. I'm glad it's two movies and not a series. It was too much for one movie, but despite over five hours of runtime between the two, it doesn't drag, and eight hours of something like a miniseries would have likely resulted in too much filler. Some of the cast presented without comment for you. Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Florence Pugh, Dave Bautista, Austin Butler, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Brolin, Christopher Walken, Javier Javier Bardem, and that's not even everybody. Everyone wanted to be in this because director Denis Villeneuve is making some of the most striking movies in recent memory, and even the grueling days filming in the desert weren't enough to scare away these big names. It had more comic relief this time around, especially at the beginning. The action and the fighting aren't the point. There are still plenty of explosions, though, and Chalamet gives the best performance of his career. Don't get me wrong. It is dense. The books are even denser, from my understanding. So taking it all in on the big screen brings you into the world, and it's worth it. It's really hard for me to try to pick something out and say a bad thing about this, so I have to do it. I give Dune Part 2 an A+. Oh, my gosh. How many A-pluses have you given? It will be nominated for Best Picture next year. I've given three, but I think one is Roadhouse, which doesn't fully count. Yes. <laughs> no, of course that absolutely counts. So did you? what did you give Maverick? Did you give Maverick an A-plus? No, the I've gave a? Oppenheimer an A-plus, who I still... I, I, they're going to win Best Picture here in a couple of weeks. Dune should have been a part of, of this year's Best Picture nominations. Sure. It was supposed to come out in October and then November, and then it didn't come out here until it comes out Friday. It's so but hard. It's so long to wait. Like the notion that it would be in next year's. That's so they're going to have to mm-hmm. re-release it or something, aren't they, to get people back to remember? The five it? hour edition of well, it. I'm curious yeah. to see how long the run is too. Coming out on March 1st, does it like make it to May just naturally? Anyways, 
Yeah. Because I, I think people, I mean, we were in an IMAX on like an early showing and it was packed. I'm surprised that it was that they made it a movie and that somebody didn't try to make it a series because that was like the height of the streaming wars when it was when these were greenlit. I'm so it's glad it's on they, the big screen. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. That's a big commitment though. Almost six hours of film. Yeah, we watched and we watched Dune Part One again this weekend. So we, I did both to lead into weekend. it. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess you what you could it. do and what they probably will do and make a boatload of money is do it parts one and two, have them together. Oh, buy tickets for that show with an intermission. That I, I might actually uh, do that myself. Yeah. Run that back. All right, there you go. Thing or not a thing up next. Bishop and Friends right here on the fan. We're the girthiest radio station in the history of radio. Uncomfortably girthy. This promo is uncomfortable. The fan, Ohio's girth destiny. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Distilled sports discussion served in light beer quantities. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. All right, time for a little thing or not a thing on a first Friday. Hit it, fellas. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Apex Plumbing Pros. First one up today, New York Post with this. A Sports Illustrated publisher whose license was revoked last month has made a pitch to revive the iconic brand, even as he continues to gut its magazine. And his plan includes the creation of an SI-branded TV channel, the Post has learned. Arena Group, led by 5-Hour Energy founder Manoj Bargava, would cough up a bit more than the $15 million a year in licensing fees if it... It had balked at paying authentic brand groups Jamie Salter to pull off the unusual pivot to sources close to the situation told the Post. Arena sparked an uproar after announcing that it will fire most of SI's unionized staff, including a few of the remaining high-profile writers after failing to make a $3.5 million quarterly payment to AGB. Arena also owns Bridge Media Networks, which includes a 24-7 network called Sports News Highlights, a low-budget, mostly digital channel that plays a 30-minute loop in mid-size and a few major markets like Detroit and Los Angeles. SNH currently plays on SI's website, but Bargava wants to rebrand the channel as SITV and hire on-air talent to improve the broadcast sources set. The goal would be to find a home for SITV with cable operators as a major sports network like ESPN moved toward a standalone app model, the insider added. Thing or not a thing? Do you guys are you guys aware of there that there was a thing called CNNSI? Uh, somebody referenced it yesterday, but I don't remember. You it. Did, you, do you have any point of reference on it, Reese? No. CNNSI. I know there was like so, C- I just found out there was CNN Sports. So there was CNN, yeah, like there was CNN Headline Sports or whatever. There was CNN Sports that was on. I can't remember the name of it. It was on at like nine o'clock. There was actually at one point. Uh, a legitimate kind of rival to ESPN for a, a brief moment, like Fred Hickman, uh, Nick Charles, Vince Cellini, like those guys like anchored it. Um, and then it became, there was a time where it was CNNSI. So they were going to take that brand and, and make, and it, the fact that you haven't heard of it tells you how it went. Um, I, I just don't know that, I just think that unfortunately it saddens me because it was absolutely the most influential piece of media for my career, my life. Nothing meant more to me than Sports Illustrated, the actual magazine, meant to whatever I have become. Um, but the... So I just think it's a little bit like Blockbuster. I just don't know that like it resonates with, with people anymore. I don't know that you need a platform anymore. I think... I mean, 
to me, this would seem like a giant waste of money. Well, investing to in try a, to do this, investing in a cable TV channel at this point to try to get right. into that market—that's like There's investing some, in Blockbuster at this point. Correct. There's a, still a little juice that you can make for that in the short term, very short term, but it's. Yeah, it's going to be obsolete very quickly. And who's going to be clamoring for SITV in their cable package? I don't know. And I mean, the things that are their most valuable things were their writers, their photography, and then the swimsuit issue. That's Those are their things. And, and I don't know what of that even resonates anymore. Yeah, I also found out that they've licensed, Sports Illustrated has, or the Arena Group has licensed SI to like a resort company and they tried to build one in Ann Arbor and that got shot down. Yeah. There are a couple of like SI branded resorts. Like one exists, I think, in the Dominican Republic and others popping up in Orlando. Uh, Yeah, not a thing for me, especially when you say five hour energy founder, because I think that's just the biggest waste of money you could ever put into your body. Are those five-hour energy drinks? J Lo is convinced that the five hours is true, and that you can drink half of it for two and a half hours and save two and a half hours of energy for later. You drink it, you don't feel anything. (laughs) You might be gassy. The SI resorts that just seems like ESPN zone. Remember the restaurants? Yes, those didn't work either. Yeah, no, nobody's going to want to go to it. Can you imagine trying to sell your wife on Sports Illustrated the resort? No. The only way you, the only way that they could make money if they tied into youth sports and became Mm. like places to host basketball and volleyball and baseball and that type of stuff. That's it. But Cedar Fair does that. They're they're doing that now. So. Uh, This is from friend of the program, Bill Rabinowitz of the Columbus Dispatch. I'm here at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Tommy Eichenberg revealed that he dislocated his elbow in the Rutgers game and tried to play through it. Steel Chambers took the podium, uh, I think, before Tommy earlier this morning and was asked to evaluate Eichenberg. Quote, Tommy is a psychopath. End quote. (laughs) Thing or not a thing? Yeah, I mean, huge thing. I mean, we all knew that he was going through a lot. We didn't know specifically what he was going through, but um, it, it was similar to kind of the Johnny Simon stuff at the end. Like what he was going through to be able to play every week was a stunning thing and to try to play and the fact that they had to physically hold him out of games. It's These guys are tough, man. They're, they're tough dudes and, and he's as tough as any we've had. Every time we get a detail about Eichenberg, yeah, it's just like, oh man, he truly is that throwback linebacker. Yeah. What, he played with two broken thumbs the year before and then this time mm-hmm. dislocated his elbow. I just pop it back in. I'll head right back out there. It's like yeah. Billingsley in the Friday Night Lights movie where they pop his shoulder back in in the state Eesh. title game. That's what Tommy Eichenberg was going through every time he went to the sideline, apparently, right. with all sorts of joints and ligaments. Ugh. Good for him. He, yeah, I mean, that's you're getting a tough guy if you draft him. This also from the dispatch. Wendy's Baconator may cost a little bit more during the lunch rush next year. The Dublin-based hamburger crazy. chain told analysts that it plans to introduce dynamic pricing in 2025, charging more for some items during busy stretches such as lunch. President and CEO Kirk Tanner told analysts this week, quote, beginning as early as 2025, we'll begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. Raising prices when demand is high, often referred to as surge pricing, is common in other industries such as the rideshare airliner hospitality industries ohio state university for example charges more for high demand football tickets thing or not a thing it's a huge thing it sucks is this is this like for all of the bad that the airplane industry is is that the airline industry is is this their biggest their biggest negative impact on society is this the idea that the price isn't the the first to do this yeah, the idea that the price isn't the price, the idea that the price goes up as demand goes up, the idea that if you search a certain fare 
on consecutive days it gets goes up more and more and more because I know you're looking for it. Like, are they? Is this? They were the first that I know to do this. This this surge now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, yeah. So I. No, I mean this sucks. So, so like yeah, a, it's going to cost you more to eat lunch. I guess the the counter to that would be then I, I would just if I loved I if I loved Wendy's or whatever, like I would just have a different time to eat lunch. Yeah, I would just, just go get wait. it at two instead of paying. Say noon, I just pay less and do it, it at two yeah. and just push it back. Is probably what I would try to do on that. And I got I can appreciate people being audacious and the audacity of Wendy's to do something like this, but just call it. We want more of your money. We're greedy. Like, don't yeah, even, I mean, they, give, don't they answer even, to shareholders. Don't even slap a, a label on like dynamic pricing. Just say we want more of your money. We're greedy. Pay us more for this. Well, because it's not even like the the supply demand curve. No, because like, not, I mean, you can't like inflation or whatever. You just you want to make more money. They're acting like they're reacting to supply demand, but like that's not how fast. Like that's not how it actually. It's not how it has this to be works. over a long period of time. It's not just for oh for two hours the demand's up, so we're just going to raise the price because people are going to pay. But you don't have to. Like the the point of the supply demand curve is that you have to to make. Sure that you keep stuff in stock and that you don't just sell out of everything. That's why yeah. pe- that's why businesses and that's why it's like a, a theory of economics. But it doesn't make sense to just raise prices randomly. I guess the closest we would have from like a normal everyday thing is like gas prices. Have you ever gotten gas like while the sign is changing and it either you either yeah. feel good because it went up yep. or it goes down and you feel bad? Well, or like when they have the gas wars with two stations, one across the street <laughs> yeah. from the other, and they're they're battling. Uh, we we don't have time for all of it, Reese. But Kansas lost last night at Fog Allen. At the they Fog, lost 68, which they never do. Nineteen game home win streak. Read the stat on Bill Self's home record in re- in regard to home losses since '03. Well, so last night's years. loss to the Cougars just the 18th home loss for him since he took over in '03. Just 18 times that's happened. Less than one a year. That's crazy. Self uh, and Kansas had an 82-game home win streak when leading at the half, which they did by about mm-hmm. 10 points, and a 67-game home win streak against unranked opponents, which BYU That's, was. That that Those two are unbelievable. The 18 home losses in 20 seasons is nuts. That's how you beat That's the FBI kids. Nuts. Going back. in basketball games. That's absolutely the craziest damn stat I've heard. That yep. is an all-timer. Going That's back to Fran Fraschilla talking about St. John yesterday. Yeah. That's why you have an arena like that. Not yeah. that Ohio State is going to be Kansas, but it no. it helps when people That's, are raucous and in there and packed in. That is absolute insanity to lose 18 times in 20 years at home. And they play a tough schedule. They play everybody. And that's that's nuts. Uh, all right, final hour here on a first Friday. Hey, guys, coming up next. Winner gets a $50 gift card to our great friends at High Bank. Uh, we will do that coming up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Bobby Carpenter doesn't have a mullet, but he's knee-deep in mullet energy. Morning Juice with Bobby and Beamer. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Our top men are working on everything except this show. This is Bishop and Friends. 
All right, final hour here on a first Friday. Uh, this is pretty interesting. John Wilner, who is uh, all of the reporting on the expansion with the two Pac-12s, uh, with this tweet. I'm just seeing it now. It was, it was last night when he tweeted it. Uh, Washington State's president, Kurt Schultz, on the college football internal woes, the playoffs internal woes, the emerging conference tiers, and the Pac-2 pitch for relevance. And the quote, the, the quote that's very interesting is, realignment isn't done. So momentum multiple people have now floated that keeps going yeah that there's more 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 to come uh certainly on on that side of things uh go ahead just can we request it happen in like june oh god yeah or july yeah gonna need that yeah yeah for sure yeah i don't we don't need we're good now um in between our gardos and reds recaps we'll get that news get those in yeah uh jared with this wendy's is already walking back that idea of the surge pricing apparently 10 tv just posted an article on it so really it was that unpopular right away unpopular it didn't even have to happen they just had to say it Uh, no 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 what do you think like mcdonald's and burger king just real quick are thinking about that because if they were going to move forward with it wendy's then burger king and mcdonald's could counter advertise and if Burger sure. King and McDonald's are like, that's a pretty good idea. Let's wait and see how it's received by Wendy's. You know who's not going to do anything? Chick-fil-A. They're going to do the exact same thing they've always they done. They don't need to. You've seen the one They're over in Grandview that breakfast, yes. lunch, and dinner, Monday oh through God. Saturday. If you're Wendy's, Reese, too. Reese, like, you could have just stopped with, you've seen the one in fill in the blank. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't you've matter. You've seen the Chick-fil-A in Columbus. <laughs> yes. It's I don't just know, when man. we were out in California, we had In-N-Out, and it was the same thing. Like, there's a, I've never been to In-N-Out ever that isn't. Bomb slammed. Every, Ever. every time I drive by a Chick-fil-A on Sunday, though, there's nobody there. Can't be doing that well. <laughs> on that note, hey, guys, hit it. Nothing is off limits. Your participation is required. Just use the hashtag, hey, guys, and ask anything you want. Do it now. Sponsored by Whiskey War, by High Bank Distillery. Drink local, drink High Bank. Yeah, when, you, when you're talking about High Bank, you're talking about the best blended whiskey in America, three years running, right here in town. Support local, grab a bottle of the new ready-to-drink cocktail, Midnight Manhattan. I had this as the official endorsed about a month ago. This is something I always have on the shelf. It is perfect for after dinner. It is perfect to have friends over. It's their twist on a classic Manhattan. It is a spectacular in bottle, ready to go. You can learn more about the Whiskey War line and the Midnight Manhattan at highbankdistillery.com. Drink the best, forget the rest with High Bank Distillery. The best one here gets a $50 gift card to High Bank and a free distillery tour and tasting for up to 10. Go ahead, Chopper. First one here from Andrew. He says, hey guys, if you could pick any fictional coach to be the next head coach of the Buckeye men's basketball team, who are you going with? He just says he doesn't say fictional basketball coach. I well, yeah, you could go other sports. You go Hackman with Hoosiers. I don't think that's going to get it done. You need, you know, um, I'll tell you, like in this day and age, like Jerry Buss from the HBO series. I know he technically wasn't a coach, but what you need is a salesman, baby. I was thinking Red Auerbach from that, Winning that one, Time. Yeah, Winning Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, not the like, logo from Winning Time too? Well, I don't, I don't know that Jerry Westwood had the disposition <laughs> that required. I, I just think of Bus and Winning Time from the standpoint of like all he did did was sell. Like, and that's really what you need. Like, you need a salesman. Like, it's this is. You need someone who can sell the attributes that the program has and gloss over the negatives and recruit like crazy and raise money like crazy. So to me, that feels like Jerry Buss. Yeah, you're right. Jerry Buss would be great. Oh, that player's in the portal? I'll get yeah. him. I'll, <laughs> I'll make that him. work. Yeah. yeah. And if I need to do a second mortgage on my mansion, then we'll do that. And we'll get that into the collective yeah. and figure it out that way. I uh, I really like the movie Coach Carter. I'm not sure 
everything he, he teaches those kids in that movie is going to be necessary at the college level. But I think he yeah. also seems like a very good basketball coach. Plus, Samuel Jackson, like yelling on the court and like post yeah. post game press conferences, I think would be a lot of fun. I think I'd go with that. Going with, I mean, coach, owner, general manager, Jackie Moon. Because <laughs> I think there are times, and we've seen it certainly over He's the years. Right. That you have the Schottenstein Center a little less than capacity. Just a couple times yeah. over the last couple of years. Sure. He would yeah. be able to not only provide the team that would be fun to watch, but also halftime events. I mean, you'd see a lot more Red Panda and maybe a bear fights somebody. There you Who go. loses, yeah. except for the person fighting the bear? Everybody That's panic! Right. I also think it's wild. It's we, we were stumbled into the winning time thing. Like they ended that show with the Celtics beating the Lakers in the finals, and then here's what happened next with the rest of it. Like, that was clearly the a idea reshoot. that they did. Yeah, clearly. Like it's wild that they didn't give that they didn't have like a three season green light to do, to do that differently. So that at least you, it could have ended the way that that, that actually it did. Has I, I can't remember the last time like a show was kind of canceled in that way. That they clearly had stuff left to do, and they were just like, all right, well, whoops. But they also knew that they were done before it aired, too, because there have been instances where, like, you get a cliffhanger, and then the show just gets canceled. But that wasn't what happened here. They did know. It felt like it was really down to the wire. Yeah, but they were able to at least put in that final scene before it premiered, which is, yeah, a weird one to get canceled when it's like, it's still popular. I I don't know. I think it was. It was weird. Yeah. David Zaslav. Did you see the, uh, the, the numbers on Warner Brothers this past year? No. Not great. Somehow Max made money, but everything else, not doing well for them. Aaron with this. Hey, guys, listen to Bo talk about his fear of birds of prey the other day and got a chuckle thinking Mm -hmm. about if one of you brought a bald eagle into studio. (laughs) That being said, what's the best prank you've ever witnessed, whether you were involved or just a witness to it? So just to give you a point. So if that happened, whoever was responsible for it would be fired. Like I'm not. I have. I routinely have had nightmares of like birds of prey, like in my bedroom. Like, yeah. And it's honestly like the things I'm more more scared of than even like an eagle would be like a vulture. Like those would be top of the food chart, or a turkey, male turkey. Like those are the two things I'm most scared of, uh, more so than bald eagles. Like, well, I they're, didn't they're, think. Now I was in a press box at a at the. This was at the Fiesta Bowl in Ohio State, played Texas, and they had an eagle fly around at the anthem, which I always I don't understand why we have to do that. Like they look great, but like this feels like the. It feels like the risk is not worth the reward on it for like the six seconds of watching it fly around and some idiot who was handling the damn bald eagle thought it was a good idea to bring it into the press box like it was a pet like we were going to pet it so i'm sitting there watching the game and i look over my shoulder and there appears to be like a six foot bald eagle right over my shoulder and i had a as close to i've come to a heart attack in my life and i just said like what are you doing here like this is a work environment like no one wants a bald eagle in here man even before i think you would have the chance to dismiss us We'd either be taloned or have something clawed out of our head, and then probably arrested. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, well, I don't yeah think if it was a bald, a bald eagle. eagle. Yeah, I don't think you can just yeah. take those around. What about a, a tinier bird? What if I brought in a little pigeon? That that going to be okay for you? Poop everywhere. I'm not. A, I don't like pigeons. I don't like any of the birds. I don't like the fluttering. I don't like the sound. I don't like any of it. I have at resorts, like in tropical resorts, they'll have like a falconer guy come around like to get rid of the rest of the birds, and I'm okay with those guys. It feels like those guys are really disciplined, and by those guys, I mean the birds. Like, they're pretty locked in from a discipline standpoint. To Aaron's um, actual question, have you guys ever had a prank that you liked that you were involved in or were I maybe even a victim of? <laughs> I consist, I think probably my favorite one, I actually got it on video, was um, I did the Kimmel throw away the Halloween candy bit on Bootsy when he was like five. 
and that is a that was remarkable. And the only problem, and the, I think the reason I didn't post it, is because he he goes through the candy way, and I said your mother, and he goes he goes he just threw a fit kind of, and didn't cry, scream or anything, but kind of threw a fit. And I go, what do we? What do you think you should do to her? And he goes, punish her. That's what he said. That's what he wanted her punished. I said, well, we probably shouldn't post that. This, But those are always funny. You can prank the kids. I prank the kids all the time. Yes, that one's much more fun-loving. This one, I, it wasn't technically a prank. I thought it was a good idea. In retrospect, I can see that it was a really bad idea. But uh, my first girlfriend in high school had a friend who one of my friends liked. But he wasn't that great at you know interacting with the uh, the girls. So what we did was... We gave the friend her the, the number of what we said was my friend who liked her, but it was a different friend. And so he laid the groundwork of texting her and everything. And then my plan was to, we would switch the numbers back once oh, <laughs> once she was shops. smitten. Yeah, once that uh, plan was found out, I was, I was in a bit of trouble. That relationship did not last. I have fooled a great many bosses into thinking I'm a professional. <laughs> like, that's a, a run, that's a running gag that I've got going here. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. We'll keep it quiet. No one listens. Next one from T. Hey, guys. When the football playoffs expanded to four teams for the very first time, the Buckeyes won the whole damn thing. With the playoffs now expanding to 12 teams for the first time, will the Buckeyes be the first to do it again in an expanded playoff? Well, if they don't, everybody's fired. You'd think. They, they are definitely going all in on this year. Like, this is the year to like, do it. it. Feels like any, anytime I talk to anybody involved over there, I'm like, well, look, you guys had a great offseason. All you got to do is go win the national title. Did Michigan so, also win the yeah. last before the BCS? Yeah, they won in 97. They, well, they shared, shared it. it. Yeah, They but, shared it with Nebraska in 97. That was your boy Scott Frost quarterbacking Nebraska, and them and Michigan shared it. And then 98 is the first year of the BCS, and that's Tennessee beat Florida State. Florida State played their third-string quarterback, a kid named Marcus Outson. So, yeah, Michigan should have won, won in 98, the last before the BCS yeah. and the last before the 12 team. That's weird. And then if Ohio State yeah. can do that, win the first four and the first 12, it's interesting how those things kind of rhyme. That is, yeah, that's very cool that it all that it all worked out that way for sure. This guy, uh, Jared, says, "Hey guys, in regards to the Wendy's dynamic pricing, shouldn't they charge less when the wait is longer?" <laughs> Already taking actually- more of your time. Yes. Yeah, I, I think the fact that they're already walking it back tells you how it went. Like if it was an easy experience, then yeah, you'd think that they could charge less to try to get things. What is moving. it? It's just it's a bad it? idea. So the most efficient drive-through line is clearly Chick Fil A, and they always have one. So I guess that's why, like they, that's why they've built like those outriggers. Like they have the people mm-hmm. that are like out doing it and taking it in various stages. Um, but like, what what is the number in a in a drive-through line at fast food that you're willing to to be to sit in? I don't know. Combo meals are not inexpensive anymore they they used to be they're still like if you work on just a dollar menu you can get it but now i mean if a meal costs me nine dollars a person like that's just what it costs there's nothing i could really do about I that had, so if i got to like 12 i think that and i'd be like hey come on i was at um i was i had to charge in dayton on the way over here and there's a, it's like almost all of the tesla superchargers it's in a meyer parking lot okay so they had a panera there as well so i we went over and got a bowl of chick all oh, this all I, this is the total order it was a bowl of chicken noodle soup, and it was a, a tea, uh, like an iced tea. That's it. That's what I ordered. Thirteen dollars, fifteen twenty-five. Jeez. Yeah, no. That's like, not what are we doing? It. What are we doing? And that's not even a creamy soup and a bread bowl. No, which no, it wasn't. It was that's just three meals it was, worth. So that was, was worth it. It was. I could have gone into the mire, got a a literal can of soup, and drank it for. 
a dollar ninety nine. Add a tea what on there for another two dollars too. Like yes, yeah, I could for five bucks. I could have I could have got out of that situation for sure. All right, we got to pick yeah. a winner. Uh, before we do so, uh, the great Clay Hall, who uh, I mentioned is retiring, an absolute legend here in town and in the business. Uh, he apparently, he and I share a name, my, my son Parker, he's got a son Parker. He just texted me that he and I also share a fear of birds. He was attacked by Blue Jays when he was a kid, three Blue Jays, and he went beast mode and, and handled the business with a slingshot, apparently, afterwards. Um, I My fear of birds also comes from a great many peckings, as it were, uh, the most the most. The worst example of it was the uh, was the turkey pecking with my brother when I was I don't know ten. Uh, that was not good uh, at all because somebody in Montana decided they were going to domesticate turkeys. So anytime you anytime they saw a human, they thought they were going to get fed. Who's your good boy? <laughs> yeah, that's great. So that's what you want. You want twenty turkeys coming to think you're getting fed when you're a little kid. That probably was a ten. It's probably more like eight. Um, all right, I liked Andrews. Did Andrew have the best fictional coach? Yes, that was Andrew. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Uh, because I like the idea of John C. Riley as Jerry Buss coaching the Lakers, wearing the clothes that he wore in winning time. Plus, then, coaching the coaching the Buckeyes, wearing the clothes he wore in winning time. And That's what I want. If he takes over, the shot would actually become a place that you would want to go because he'd install a bar in there, like there'd a real a bar, one, not one of those there'd be a club. Yeah, not one yeah. of those fake. Oh, there's a bar right in the arena. No, this would be a real bar, a real bar. And he would also do the thing where they turn the lights out on the stands. So that you can't see who's who's there. So all of the action is on the court. So I think that wins as well. Uh, so good job out of you, uh, Andrew. You get the uh, $50 gift card and the free distillery tour and tasting for up to 10 people at our great friends at High Bank Distillery. Drink the best. Forget the rest at High Bank Distillery. We'll get you the latest buzz uh, over here in Indy at the NFL Scouting Combine. Shelly time coming up at 1133. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Producers. Co-hosts. Friends. Some of those things are true. You're listening to Bishop and Friends. And there's no better time to sign up for the Tipico Sportsbook. Get in on the betting action. You got the hoops, the hockey, the golf. Biggest college basketball tournament in the world is coming right around the corner in March. Plenty of games to bet on and win big. Take advantage of those massive odds boosts, the biggest payouts. Try new parlays where you can pick how many legs you need to hit and then cash in on your bets, even if you miss a leg or two. Claim the new sign-up bonus now. Get $100 of bonus bets when you bet $25. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get your bonus. Download the Tipco Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for more on that i did get a uh the uh didn't didn't get time to work this into the hey guys it was a good one from chris uh given uh that i was talking about wonka this morning and how scary it was um and how scary our weather was overnight what's more scary wonka or wizard of oz considering tornadoes witches and blue flying monkeys it's wizard of oz for sure by a thousand miles so much so in fact that see if, you, if you're a man you're 40 and i wonder what age that this cut off at if it we if the wizard of oz was on once a year and we had to watch it. Like, it wasn't a choice. 
you watch The Wizard of Oz. My mother and would make us, we would watch it. I never looked forward to watching The Wizard of Oz. I thought it sucked every time I watched it. I was My brother was scared of it. I was scared of it. Hated it. Um, so much so that to answer Chris's question properly, my kids have not seen Wizard of Oz. Because you don't want to watch it. Because <laughs> I don't want to watch that nonsense. I would say at least I have for- no interest in it. At least for Wizard of Oz. Did you guys have to watch it? Was it like a right of, like it was always on around Halloween in the fall, and it was on a network television. You had to watch it. Like that's what you did. I don't even know where it's streaming. We didn't watch it every year, but I think it was a holdover from like my mom's childhood of being in the situation you had a little bit more where she watched it growing up. So a few times she'd be like, oh, we have to watch The Wizard of Oz, but it was not an annual thing. I will say, though, yeah. The Wizard of Oz is supposed to be scary for some of that, whereas I don't think Willy Wonka is supposed to be scary. I'm not sure what they were going for with everything in that one. And there, the Timothy Chalamet, isn't he coming out with one? Or did he that already, already came out, yeah. It was a musical. What? A Wonka? Yeah. yeah. He was it was a Wonka prequel about where Willy Wonka oh. came from and what led to him building the chocolate factory. Yeah. He well, ran his name in the only thing I will tell you the po- the one positive that came out of uh, out of Wizard of Oz was I did think that they did the Broadway The Wicked that uh, my wife and I went to see that we saw that when we were in New York that's getting a movie uh, like soon. years ago on years ago uh, that was that and that was good I liked that that was better than the stupid movie movie couldn't suck anymore would you take your kids to the Wicked movie uh, they're not really into princesses and witches <laughs> so I don't think that that's going to be a hit but I'm going to tell you like at no point in their lives they said can we watch Wizard of Oz. They're at least familiar like, I think it's with done. it, right? No, I think like I don't think they are, and I think that there are certain things from like my childhood which are just extinct. Like they're just done. Like a big part of my youth was like Lone Ranger and Zorro, like these Western cowboy heroes. Like that that stuff's gone. The right. only reason my kid like Davy Crockett. The only reason my kids have a point of reference on that is because I had them watch it when they were little. But if you didn't, if that didn't happen, like that stuff's just vaporized yeah they tried to do there was a little bit of a western renaissance in the uh in in like the mid 2000s there so like the idea of the western kind of came back that one ebbs and flows but when you're talking about that yeah i bet like even then like your parents it was probably surprising to them when like hey radio programs are just gone like narrative radio programs and they've never come back no and like well but i guess the podcasting has has changed that but even from the standpoint of um even like cartoons like you think about how long the Warner Brothers cartoons were on, like Bugs Bunny. Like, that was my parents' youth through my youth. That was a fixture. And now they're gone. Like, Max they're doesn't anywhere. even feel the need to, like, leave them on. That was, like, people were upset when they were, like, going to pull a bunch of Looney Tunes stuff. And it's probably because, yeah, nobody's watching it. But it's not on the Cartoon Networks. It's not no. on any of that stuff. Like, instead, it's, like, sp- like what's on perpetually is Bluey and SpongeBob. Like, those are the things that are on all the time. Like, there's no, there's none of that. Like, so much of that stuff... That, that survived through generations just done Complete. absolutely done so yeah i think wizard of oz is extinct yeah it's it's interesting <laughs> I it's a, i don't think it's anything all media is readily available now more so than it ever has been by ten thousand fold yet people aren't watching all of the media that seemingly no. was classic for so long and i think the other part of it with like wizard of oz and another show movie that was on all the time once a year as a kid was grease like there were there weren't that many shows that were on network television that were movies that you could watch with a family i love right? grease still though that yeah, is- grease is fine yeah. grease is fine uh, the kids haven't seen that either um 
combine today. So yesterday was the the day of the big news, and we talked off the top a little bit about and a little bit about the Bears and Fields and where that kind of stands, and how that kind of has to be the first domino. Um, you got the very candid comments um, from Sean Payton um, and George Payton, the general manager and head coach of of Denver, that, that that there will be a quick movement on the Russell Wilson side of things. And Russ was better than people realize a year ago. Um, like boy, him in Pittsburgh would make a lot of sense to me. Like if they got a guy throwing 26 touchdowns, eight picks, 67% completion percentage, 3,000 yards, check down guy, that check a lot of boxes, I think, for them. Well, an aging guy that Based can... what they have been. Yeah, that can check down, get the ball out fast. I mean, they were still decent with Ben Roethlisberger, and that's what he was doing at the end of his career. And Russell Wilson still has some mobility. And you'd think that he could... You're right about, like, he has kind of shifted to that check down, but he was one of the best deep ball throwers when he sure. was in Seattle. Can he still bring some of that? Yeah. And would they be able to unlock that as well? So you're waiting on that. It did seem like the Vikings are going to hang with Cousins. Like they're, you know, they're kind of in, the Vikings are kind of in a nowheresville, right? That's a great fan base. That's a big time uh, operation. And yet they, if they move off of Cousins, like how happy is Justin Jefferson going to be? And you can't just perpetually rebuild. You know, you have to have, uh, Quasi Adolfo Menso, who's a GM there, used to be in Cleveland. Like he even said it yesterday, like you have to have those blue chip guys. Like we're not getting rid of Justin Jefferson. You can't just always draft the replacement. Eventually you have to draft and curate and pay your stars. He's a star. They need to figure that part out. Um, but it's, I, I can't imagine him being happy with somebody other than Cousins at quarterback. Like unless, it, unless they were able to pull some shock or trade. But they're not, he's not going to want to waste a year of his career like catching from somebody who's on the job learning who isn't a blue-chip player himself. No, and they've got a few too many of the blue-chip players to completely bottom out and try to go for a quarterback right. in that route. And that's why that middle ground in the NFL is just, like you said, nowheresville. It's nowhere to be. doesn't do anything for your franchise. You can't sell hope, but you're not competing for the Super Bowl. No. No, no, it's it's very tricky, and then the definition of success is tricky too. There's there are going to be cap casualties. Uh, the Chargers general manager Joe Hortz, non-committal in the futures of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. They got a lot going on. They get kind of cap death for the Chargers. There's a lot of talent that could be available. Then there was also um, some conversation with the Raiders in terms of what they could could be doing with Devontae Adams. Uh, general manager Tom Telesco saying uh, yesterday that Adams is quote he's a Raider is is what his response was to that. So. Um, um, again, I think the Fields thing happens, and then the rest of this stuff starts to go. But you will see what happened today with the Browns. You are going to see those restructures, like the one that they did for Denzel Ward. You're going to start to see, um, I think, Mark, Mark Valdez-Scantling was cut this morning, uh, saving the Chiefs a bunch of money. So you will start to see those things as the week goes along, um, kind of the limbering up of those um, of those cap spaces and the cap, ins- cap casualties that are going to be out there here over the next week. Uh, Jackets back at it. They are at Madison Square Garden to take on the Rangers tonight. A little bit of Shelly time to preview it coming up next. Bushman Friends right here on The Fan. This Buckeye Football Impact Report is brought to you locally by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse. On The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Ohio State Football Impact Report. Among the coaching changes is the new safety coach, Matt Guerrero, who returns to Ohio State to coach the safeties. Guerrero was on this staff previously coming here to Ohio State, mainly to follow the leadership and the defensive wisdom of Jim Knowles. Guerrero met with the media last week here at Ohio State, and he was very complimentary of this Ohio State defensive coordinator and the Buckeye Silver Bullets. 
that's what makes him the best in the country. He's able to adapt. You know, some guys have a great defense, number one defense in the country, and then it stays the same for a number of years, and people start to catch up with him a little bit, right? It's hard to hard to get a beat on him, you know? And uh, he spends a ton of time. He's probably sitting in his office right now studying what the next move is, you know? So I would say that what makes him special is the way that he can teach and be able to take a system and be able to make it very functional for the guys. This report was brought to you by Safelite Autoglass. I'm Matt Andrews on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Hi, this is Paul Keels. This Buckeye season, don't let a broken windshield ruin your game plan. Safelite Autoglass makes it easy to get your windshield fixed with their mobile glass shops all over central Ohio. They can come to you anywhere, giving Buckeye fans more time for game time. OH? Man, I love that. Schedule at SafeLight.com. SafeLight Autoglass is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. SafeLight Repair, SafeLight Replace. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mock Crew is a part of our winning team. The Libman Mock Crew makes sure the hardwood is safe and clean for the players every game at the Schottenstein Center. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Is it time to upgrade your financial situation? Whether you're shooting for financial goals or making a fast break towards savings, Credit Union of Ohio is on your team. If you live in Central or Northeast Ohio, you could score big with affordable loans and competitive savings. Enjoy Credit Union of Ohio's fast and easy online application process and make a slam dunk when it comes to your financial needs. Start winning at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. Federally insured by NCUA. For more than 35 years, Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse has been known by Buckeye Nation as serving the best steaks in the city. Our thick-cut, aged steaks have been a staple in Columbus with three locations in Upper Arlington, Dublin, and downtown. Hyde Park is proud to introduce our newly added wine room at the downtown Columbus location, where a new elegance in dining will surround you. And coupled with live entertainment every weekend, Hyde Park will be the perfect setting for any occasion or the perfect night out. Hyde Park is a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Drop the gloves. It's Shelly time. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing. Proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we head out on the Brian Eating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline for a little bit of Shelly time in uh, Manhattan. How's the, uh, give me the, give me the bathroom. We haven't done this in a while. Give me the bathroom situation. You got a two-bathroom situation? What's the hotel like? You know what? Uh, yeah. Two bathrooms at this one. Nice yep. bed. Yep. Uh, very comfortable. Yeah, Are you... Are you in? Are you in Manhattan? Is the hotel in Manhattan? They put you right yeah. there in the center of it all. Yeah, we are right in the middle of Manhattan. I don't know what part of town. I think we're right by Washington Park. Fantastic. Would you, would you have a meal? Well, give me a meal. What do we do? I had sushi. God. I went for sushi last night. Yeah, excellent. What was a nice the group of uh, people with us? And what was, was the role? 
that you, that, you know, you, that stood the out. Roll. The lobster roll is just phenomenal. Gosh, oh my so that was, life. Uh, it's been a good run here, Bo, I will say. It's been a yeah. good run. Out in L.A., now in New York, you know? Yeah, the meals, man, that's the separator there. The options are just so plentiful in those markets, buddy. You're out there living your best life. I love it. Um, how do we uh, – this, this is – it's this is a, it's, you're looking where you are with the trade deadline coming up, and we talked about a trade last week that already happened, and maybe more things happen around the league or not. What Take me inside the rooms when you're a player and, and you know that it's possible that there could be movement. It might even be you. How, do you, how, how is there a night-to-night focus that is required to play this sport at the highest level? Well, it's amazing, right? Because it's really, you're just on a day-to-day trajectory. You know, things are happening all around. And, and as a player, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of excitement. I remember when I was getting traded from San Jose, I knew I was getting traded. It was like a yeah. two-week span. But but you just, you just still, I showed up to work every day and just kind of wondered and waited and, and understood that, you know, through my agent that there was a couple teams I could possibly go to, but... It creates an excitement. It's like, uh, and especially with this team now, with no general manager in place, uh, heavy evaluations going on. They've already made a trade and getting rid of Bemstrom and, and bringing in Nylander. You know, you, you just sense that, okay, guys that haven't played much. Let's, let's look at Andrew Peaks. You know, he hasn't played with the Blue Jackets all year. What, is there a team that's going to take him now? That You know, it's tough to, to wonder what's going to happen with him. Olivier's been in and out of the lineup, but now he's an effective player with the, uh, some more fighting going on in the National Hockey League. So I just put myself in their shoes, and it, it, there's yeah. excitement. But there's also there's a tad bit of anxiety, I guess, when you have a family and you bought a house and you've got you know kids and then all that stuff. But at the same time, um, it's always I think it's always excited to be wanted by another team. I think it's a, it's a compliment. Absolutely, and you—you I mean you're talking about this? We're this far into this thing. You got a little more than a month left of the of the season in total, and you're saying, "Man, if you if you're somebody who are that goes to a contender, all of a sudden you could find yourself playing for the Stanley for for Lord Stanley." I mean that that can yeah. flip things in a hurry. So there'd be a lot of juice to that. Do you you mentioned the no general manager last time I had you on? I asked you like the process. If you had an idea how that process was working, and 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 I remember JD saying he was he said that at the press conference that you know Yarmo kind of had a blueprint that they're going to follow the blueprint and kind of that. But but how how active can you be at the deadline without a general manager and and who's filling that is this a J is JD having the the say on that with I'm sure would run everything by ownership obviously but just what's the process going to look like for this team Yeah that's what I understand Bo it's okay. um, it's JD's evaluation and then with of course Mike Priest and ownership they'll decide um, moving forward what's the best you know, plan or, or or movement, I guess, just to try to improve the team and, and not, you know, not put the team in a bad spot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything big, but I would say the next GM that comes in is going to have a plan laid out that uh, this team will, will see clearly and will follow. Yeah, that's the, that's where I, you know, that it, you're balancing it right. You're balancing of like uh, playing out the string, understanding that there's going to be an entirely new, potentially a new vision. For the organization going forward, when that general manager is hired, all the while having some moments, and for the fans, you got some great moments last time out against this Rangers team. It's weird, you know, you lose on Friday uh, at home to a Sabres team that, quite honestly, you know, is in a tough spot, and then you beat a Rangers team that hadn't lost in the month of February. So it's such a, it's just such a strange thing with this team. What happens in back to backs? Well, it's 
it, you know, it's such a fine line, too, like winning hockey games. You know, you get the save, you kill the penalty. Like, like let's take penalty killing, for example. Mm-hmm. You To kill a penalty, you have to have either a block shot or a broken, broken play. A save's got to be made, and you have to get it clear, right? And those things happen with one less player on the ice. But it's such a responsibility for the goaltender in that situation because a lot of times you leave the goaltender one-on-one mm-hmm. with the player with the puck, and that's the battle. So, you know, there, there's a trust thing there as well. And I think that last game with a lot of the situations, I love the Olivier fight. That kid, Rempe, comes in. Yeah. How about this kid with the Rangers? See, his first game in the National Hockey League, fights in the outdoor game in front of 80,000 people against Matt Martin, the, the veteran. Then he yeah. goes and knocks a guy out with a clean hit in um, New Jersey. Then he fights the toughest guy in the league in um, in Philadelphia. And then mm-hmm. he comes into Olivier, and Olivier's ready for him, and Olivier tunes him in. And it was yeah. just like, the kid is a heavyweight, and will they fight again tonight? I don't know. But, you know, things like that happening, uh, I think that helped the, helped the team with the juice that Olivier had in that. There was just a. There was just a. They seemed to stand taller the other night with, with how they were playing against the Rangers. And I love these games down the stretch. You know, even though you're out yeah. of the playoffs, the other teams need the points so bad. They're trying to find their game. Who they're going to trade? Are they going to make moves? All these GMs are watching closely, and, and it's fun to be the team like Blue Jackets are the other night to actually come together and beat them. I just got to tell you, I know that some people don't feel this way. I like seeing what what this Ramke kid. I like seeing that man. I like seeing that back in the yeah, game a little bit. Who cares if people don't like it? That's hockey, I, man. Like this that's where like, I am. I don't care. It's fun for it's me, such, man. I get the arguments. I understand the concussions. I understand. Yeah. We are more aware now than when I played the game. Uh, you know about head trauma and what it can do, but it's a part of the part of hockey is you can drop the gloves and fight. And when you got yes. a young kid who's trying to make a name for himself, it's. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, I where are the fights? And, and now you got a kid that was trying to make his name, and, and he's doing it the right way. Um, and I'll tell you what, that Ranger team loves this kid just because he's raw, he works hard, he's going tough. You know, he wants, he appreciates being there. It's a, it's really a spark. I mean, you watch it the is. game. What everyone's talking about right now is, is the fight. It's not, it's not the forefront, but it's a part of the game, and that's why I still like that uh, we're able to have it. And there, there is, there are a few things in the sport that are as electrifying for a crowd than that, and that's part of it too, right? We are in the entertainment business, and and we're smarter than we've ever been. I acknowledge all of that, but boy, there is something about dropping the gloves and and a building lighting up. And you were at the center of a lot of those during your career. There's a juice to that that's hard to duplicate in the sport, my friend. I know, and you know the writers and and the critics and anyone that observes, they have great points, and I respect their discussion. Yeah. But until you're in the locker room, yeah, and you're sitting there after you just fought, or you know you you, you feel what you what your teammates how they feel about you with what you're bringing, like Rick Nash for me, like Joe Thornton, until you get in there and feel that it's a dynamic that is I think is such an important play. I would have a guy in every night, just just for the little things. It's it's just there's an element there within the team that uh, it just draws you a little closer together knowing that you got someone there that uh, can take charge every night. I could, and I could right. agree more. There's nothing like Nationwide Arena on a, on a night where you get to go out there and try to drop the gloves and everyone just, they love it. Yeah. No, it, 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 and every building's that. It's, it's just awesome. Uh, I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, what, what are you looking for tonight? What you, this lineup is always ever-evolving. What, what do you look for tonight? Where will your eyes go first? Well, Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's such a 
such a great place. Yeah. I, I like Baronkov's play. There's a lot of talk about him being, you know, on that he's doing great things as a rookie. But I, uh, I'm going to watch Olivia. Yeah. I, I really like what he did the other night. And, you know, this is a guy that can play hockey on the fourth line. This is a guy that's been in and out of the lineup, only being played when tough guys are being played. I, I don't love that. I, I think there's a reward for being a tough guy and being able to be told to get out there and play hockey. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him get some rhythm. Maybe he gets in a fight tonight. If not, uh, he's still got that edge of, of uh, the Rangers knowing that he beat up their tough guys. So I want to see what he gets going tonight. Maybe a forecheck, maybe a goal. Uh, I'm pulling for a guy like that. I like it. I like it, buddy. Look forward to watching it tonight. Thanks for your time, as always. Enjoy Manhattan, as I'm sure that you will. My man, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I will. Headed for a stroll. Thanks, Bo. Have a great day. I love it. The great Jody Shelley with a little bit of Shelley time for you on a first Friday. Get your officially endorsed and three things up next. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Death, taxes, and beating Michigan every damn year. This is your flagship home for Ohio State football. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The uncle you never knew you had. The friends you kind of wish you didn't. This is Bishop and Friends. Hi, Reese. What do you have on the poll? Daily Fan Poll is sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's fan poll asks, will the Ohio State women clinch an outright Big Ten championship tonight against Michigan? 95% say yes. 4% say no. Iowa fans mostly. Yeah, I guess that is leaving the, that open for a, a share because the Buckeyes already have the share at least. I think they're good. I think they do it tonight. That's the only team the Big Ten they've lost to this year. They get them at home. It's Michigan. No way you can lose that one on this win streak yeah, going handle, on. Handle it. Handle your business. Uh, that that one Sunday is going to be magical no matter what. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's the whether you play for something or not. That one's going to be crazy. Um, all right, it's a first Friday. Hit it. Bishop and Friends present First Friday. Officially endorsed because everyone deserves two Fridays. Sponsored by Sugar Shannara Accident Attorneys. We go to war for you at warforyou.com. That's warforyou.com. You drink for the wrong reasons. My generation, we drink because it's good. Because it feels better than unbuttoning your collar. Because we deserve it. We drink because it's what men do. Yeah, so the, I mentioned the uh, high bank with the the midnight Manhattan, um, and the, they they have mastered that 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 with that particular bottle. But it is it is part of a trend that you're starting to see a little bit more of of the bottled cocktail. Um, and since I am in Indy, and since St. Elmo's is here uh, today's, we're going to go with their bottled old fashioned. It's a good one. They make a very good old fashioned there. It, you can buy it ready to go, uh, ready made cocktail, um, and and it's easy. And it's much like I mentioned with the uh, the the whiskey war midnight manhattan uh they're old-fashioned it's it's ready to go out of the bottle and so i'm as you know a proponent of of doing them all your own but sometimes for ease there are ones that get it right and they do with this uh this particular one so the saint elmo's since we're in indy when in indy do saint elmo's they're bottled old-fashioned you're officially endorsed in this fine first friday time for three things one two one two three things sponsored by custom air custom air custom solutions custom comfort 
All right, number one for me. So it's, it's a bit of a shtick now how much I, I dislike uh, Indy and Indiana and all of this stuff. I will give them uh, some roses and some flowers here. It's a pretty damn good damn town for what's trying to be done, and, and I am a little bit jealous of it because when you have a, a convention center and you have hotels that are connected to the convention center, which is connected to a stadium, which then has a smattering of great restaurants that are all within walking distance or bird drive, it's really tough to beat. Um, and you can see why the NFL likes coming here. You can understand um, why it, it is something to hard to pull out of here because it's just so damn convenient. It is an unbelievably convenient downtown. Um, and so there you go, Indy. Not all is bad. I have absolutely nothing I want to do in Indiana. That remains true. Bo, you're talking about how Sunday could be a really magical one no matter what the what's at stake for yeah. Ohio State and Iowa because it could be gonna, likely Caitlin Clark's last home game. We're going to be in Dublin at that time, but it's five hours ahead. That's a 1 p.m. start, a 6 p.m. game. I cannot wait for my dad to bring up, hey, we sh- Caitlin Clark is playing her last home game. We should maybe turn it on yeah. to Jayla while we're in Dublin and I, see if we can get that going. I also want, so I would like the video of your dad bringing it up organically, followed by you and your dad walking to a pub and trying to convince them to put on uh, a women's college basketball. Like even explaining it to them. Like explaining I, like, it to what them. What do you want? Yeah. It's on yeah. Peacock. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's know if it's I on want. that, but that would be even That'd funnier. Be funnier yeah. The game's on Big Boy Fox. Okay. So if they're able to get that, you're going to have to explain to them what uh, in the hell in Iowa is, and maybe in Ohio as well. Uh, earlier in the show, we talked about Justin Fields in a video that was reportedly posted of Fields celebrating yesterday. And I had yeah. asked to the wonderful listeners at 971BFS, what is Justin Fields celebrating in this video? And of course, the video accompanied the post. Kevin Noon tweets in, free Lou Malnati's. Jeff Hess <laughs> becoming a stealer, I hope. John, a Cavs 59-foot buzzer beater for the win. Seth, his nuggets in the oven are done. Larry, he's getting traded to the Packers. I think it's option Z. Going to Atlanta, got a couple of them. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's option Z. Uh, Number two for me, here's what I would like. I I don't know the answer to this. There is probably a 15-mile zone outside of Indianapolis heading to Dayton. Okay. Uh, during this 15-mile stretch, it says it is a 55-mile-an-hour zone. It says it is that because there is construction. Here's the deal. There is no construction. There are no cones. There are no barrels. The signs still are there. Do I have to follow those signs, or are they just too lazy to take the signs down now that the construction is finished? And it's like a parking lot stop sign. If there's nobody there, you can kind of just roll through it. That's what you think? Yeah. But if you I get pinched, you're going to get crushed. They but- don't. Like, they don't, I mean, they there's no construction. The road. How could they pull people over? They can't keep the roads in working order. It's awful. I hate not knowing. Second one for me. New Chops TV dropped about an hour ago. It's all Dune Part 2. Jen has read a, a, a good amount of those books, so she offers a lot more insight in it. Uh, plus, we talk about the popcorn bucket. Um, you can always follow us on Twitter and at TikTok at underscore Chops TV. Plus, bonus episode. Dropping next Wednesday, our Best Picture Top 10 and finishing the Fast series. Got that one recorded as well, so you'll get one, even though we'll be overseas. There you go. I missed this from yesterday, Lane Kiffin bringing it back to my attention, but Jackson Dart, Ole Miss quarterback, signed an NIL deal with a private jet company. Good for him. (laughs) Damn. If that's one you'd like to take advantage of, or if that's one you'd like to sign to take advantage of, I don't know if there's a better one than to have free private air travel at yeah. your fingertips. He's going to yeah, dart I'm, I'm across willing. the country. 
Yeah, whatever you need. I'm there. You go throw a dart across the country. Yeah, that's probably the greatest. That's maybe the greatest one ever. Like if he has access to it, actually has access. Uh, number three for me. I I know that there there's going to be a certain faction of of Cavs fans who were never going to forgive Kyrie Irving or LeBron or whatever. But like, I, it warms the heart that he got a rousing ovation yesterday in the game. Like he is a top five most important player in the history of the operation. He hit the biggest shot in the history of the operation that directly led to a, a championship in a city that is starred for them. Let's let's be a little gracious, even if you don't like the way that it all ended, and they did yesterday, which I thought was nice. Yesterday during the show, the bank called me, couldn't answer. It was during the show, but they also didn't leave a message. I called the local 614 number that it called me. I also tried another one by looking up the branch and calling that. But both of them, and it may have been the same number, it got me an automated prompt. But I don't know which menu I want because you called me and didn't leave a message. Now, I had a very, very strong suspicion that it was due to the pounds and euros that we had asked for and that we were picking it up. So I went there anyways. But if you don't know why the bank's calling you, how do you get a hold of them? I guess you just have to go. I didn't know which menu to select. I don't know why you called. Final thing for me, and I'll just piggyback off of the Kyrie Irving love uh, that Cleveland gave him last night. Like, yeah, it, He's as important as anybody not named LeBron James for that organization. And I, yeah. I'm glad it's water under the bridge. And he even commented that he was appreciative of the love shown to him. Um, I'm just going to say the Cavaliers are winning the NBA championship. Why not be prisoner of the moment, right? All right. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. Enjoy your first Friday, kids. Act accordingly. We're back tomorrow. Bishop and Friends right here on The Fan. Matty Ice is currently bathing himself in creamy jalapeno dip. And I've officially run out of ways to tease this show. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays at noon. The Fan. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling from call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're seeing a trend. Unders in the NBA went 10-1 on Tuesday night. They're now 38-12. and 12. That's 76% since the All-Star break. Since January 1, unders are hitting 59% in the NBA. Tonight, the Cavs are a five-point favorite in Chicago. And in the NHL, the Blue Jackets are plus 210 on the money line against the Rangers. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Baker. The Ohio State Athletic Department has self-reported four minor NCAA violations within the football program since August. The infractions all involved recruiting and ranged from contacting a player before he entered the transfer portal to a booster making contact with a recruit before a football game. All infractions were deemed level three, which are the least severe under the NCAA's current structure. The second-ranked Ohio State women's basketball team plays their final home game of the season tonight at 7 when they host Michigan. Michigan. 
A win, and the Buckeyes clinch the regular season Big Ten title outright. Matt Andrews and Katie Motter-Henninger have the call over on ESPN Columbus at 645. And the Blue Jackets look to make it two in a row when they head to Madison Square Garden to face the Rangers tonight at 7. Pre-game begins here on the fan at 630. This one brought to you by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at naturestone.com. It's not just... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.